The Lifestylist, episode 166, featuring Dr. Ann Cooper. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. All right, you guys, I've got a favorite new product to let you know about. You know I'm into the green juice by Organifi, right? Take that shit every day. Well, now I'm on to their red juice. That's right. It's a red juice powder packed with antioxidants and immune-boosting herbs. It's got reishi, cordyceps, and 11 other superfoods. So the reason I like powders like this is because they're highly concentrated nutrition that's easy to get down the gullet. So you take a big scoop of this, you throw it in some almond milk or some spring water, whatever you're your uh, drink of choices, throw it in a blender really quick, or even just stir it up with a spoon. It actually dissolves really easy. It doesn't get all weird and chunky like some powders do. And then you've got the equivalent of basically eating a giant bowl of red fruit that day. But I don't know. It's just got a really good taste too. It tastes like, um, I don't know, it's sort of like strawberry juice or something like that. It's got a really like red fruity juice. So it's very different than the green powder that they make, which I also like. So check out the red juice by Organifi. You can find that at Organifi.com. That's spelled with an I. Organifi.com forward slash Luke. And the even better part is that you save 20% off if you use our show code. And that code is, drumroll please, Lifestylist. So go to Organifi.com forward slash Luke. Use the code Lifestylist and save 20% off your order of the red juice or any other product that they make. Everyone in LA likes to work out, right? But what a lot of people don't realize about working out is that recovery is so crucial. If you want to crush it and you want to get those gains or you want to lose the weight, it's really important that you treat your body well in between. That's where Tonic Boutique comes in handy. I'm in there all the time doing cryotherapy, doing saunas. It's right up the street from my house on Beverly, in between the Beverly Center and the Grove. They offer a combination of hot and cold relaxation therapies and detox methods that are just amazing. But athletes should definitely go into the Tonic Wellness Boutique and check out the cryotherapy, infrared sauna, and the Balancer Pro sessions, all of which can provide accelerated recovery while you're training. So it's great. You want to work out, you want to crush it, but you've got to hook up the body in between. I know whenever I do like a really hardcore intensity workout, uh, I want to get in there and get cold as soon as possible and then recover with the sauna. It's a whole one-two punch they got going on over there. So if you live in LA, do yourself a favor, get over to tonicboutique.com. Great for athletic recovery, but they also have a ton of really great beauty treatments. And dudes, don't be scared off by that. You know, we need some beauty help here and there too. So it's a beautiful space, really nice people. It's just one of my favorite places to go relax. It's a nice little um, like uh, oasis in the middle of this insane city called Los Angeles. So tonicboutique.com, one of my favorite spots in Hollywood. If you live here, check it out. If you're visiting, make it one of your first stops, tonicboutique.com.
Oh, yeah. Here we are back on the Lifestylist podcast. So earlier this week, I released episode number 165 with the team from Deuterium Depletion Centers, and that was Dr. Laszlo Borosh and Dr. Q Collins. We did three and a half hours all on the topic of this thing called deuterium. So if you missed the prior episode, uh, to which this episode is a follow-up, I highly recommend that you go back and check that out. This is one of the most important health discoveries, I believe, of our lifetime. Definitely of this decade, if not the past few. It is absolutely profound, uh, the things that these guys are up to. So much so, in fact, that I had to bring the third member of their team, Dr. Ann Cooper, back for the interview that you're about to hear. So we did a mega interview with the two guys, and Ann was actually here present during the first interview. But uh, to be honest, I didn't have enough microphones to get her on. And, you know, as it turned out, this is even better because she's such a wealth of information and such, such a brilliant person in and of herself that I was actually happy to do one solo interview with her. Because if you heard uh, the show earlier this week, those two doctors were a force to be reckoned with in and of themselves. And it was, I mean, I could have interviewed all three of them for four hours a piece individually, probably. I don't know that you guys want to geek out that hard. But I'm assuming if you heard the last show with the two esteemed doctors and you're coming back for this one for more information on this uh, thing called deuterium and how we get it out of our bodies and keep it from building up again, that you are in for a real treat and brings a little bit of a different perspective because of her background in chiropractic and herbalism and functional medicine. So she's a bit more um, uh, on the uh, the natural woo-woo side of medicine uh, like myself, whereas the other two doctors are super, super geeky scientific type doctors like UCLA, PhDs, that kind of stuff. Professors, you know, real, real heavy duty. Um, so it was hard for me sometimes to keep up with them. <laughs> you know, the terminology is so technical. And that's why it took three and a half hours because I really had to unpack this. But I really, truly believe uh, based on my own experience now, I've been on this deuterium depletion program for, I think it's about a month at the time of this recording. And I am feeling insanely good. Um, of course, I do a lot of things for my health and well-being in general. So it's tough to isolate um, it's also tough to avoid placebo because the mind is that powerful. But uh, I'm really excited to bring you um, sort of a part two here with Dr. Ann Cooper on deuterium. But before I jump into that interview, I'd like to give a plug for next Tuesday's show with John Wolf, the uh, fitness master from Onnit out in Austin, Texas. He was in LA a while ago and uh, stopped by my brother's gym, Story Fitness on Pico, which by the way, if you're into functional movement and mobility, and working out in a way that actually builds your body up rather than breaking it down. You definitely want to check out Story Fitness. So this is a very fitness-centered episode next Tuesday with John Wolf, number 167. So much so that we actually recorded it in a gym. So if you want to hear that episode and every fantastic, or at least I hope fantastic episode to follow, please just subscribe to the show. Click subscribe on your podcast player right now. Ready? Countdown. Three, two, one. Bing. Subscribe. Thank you very much. That way, that episode and every episode to follow will be automatically and magically uploaded to your device or computer. Okay, next we've got a couple events. I'll be not only speaking at Mercado Sagrado, October 13th and 14th, which is right around the corner. Uh, however, I will also be doing Luke's Biohacking Lounge. I'm bringing every piece of biohacking equipment that I own, which is more than a truck full, actually. I think I might need another driver to come help me. 
uh, load in on the Friday before the event, but I'll be having a biohacking lounge that's going to be open all weekend. So you can come try the AMP coil, the Vital Reaction Hydrogen Inhaler, the Juve Red Light Therapy, the Eng3 uh, Nano-V. Um, speaking of uh, metabolic water, amazing devices and all kinds of little trinkets and even some supplements and things like that. You can do the um, the Bulletproof Vibe. You can hang upside down. It's going to be crazy. So that's Mercado Sagrado, October 13th and 14th. Then I'll be flying out to New York City. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, October 25th, I will be leading a panel on flow states at Whitma Live at the Assemblage. Then on October 27th, I'll be doing my first long-form workshop to celebrate my 48th birthday. So you can join me at Rama in New York City on October 27th. That's going to be a deeply moving and profound spiritual experience. I can guarantee it. I've been doing my Kundalini Yoga teacher training after practicing that particular modality for over seven years now. I'm going to be busting out some of those tricks, doing some breath work, doing some chanting. Uh, if you're coming to the event at Rama, please bring a yoga mat and a cushion and maybe some Kleenex. There might be tears involved. If you want to come to any of the events, tears of laughter also, by the way, we're going to run the spectrum here. So if you want to come hang out at any events that I'm doing, you can always find them and get tickets through lukestory.com forward slash events. That's lukestory.com forward slash events. On to this episode with Dr. Ann Cooper, the patient manager and healthcare professional coordinator at the Center for Deuterium Depletion. We're going to be talking about her extensive medical background and credentials, clinical nutrition, applied kinesiology, functional medicine, energetic medicine, herbal medicine, acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, all the good stuff that you know I love, and hopefully you'll learn a bit about too. And then the tiny but significant neutron that gives this deuterium its unique properties, how your metabolic system works on a cellular level, and how deuterium slows it all down. The natural modalities employed by the center of deuterium depletion, I'm doing many of them right now. Actually, before this recording, I had on my, um, my, uh, my mask. Let me see what it sounds like. If I talk through the deuterium mask, it sounds a little something like this. Obviously, I'm not going to do the recording like that, but I'm biohacking this deuterium out of my damn body and I'm about to run another test. And then how NAD, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce what that acronym stands for, nicotinamide, is related to my, how it's related to mitochondrial function and ATP production. Really important stuff. And then we talk about the mask that I was just um, poorly demonstrating for you. And then how we can find our sweet spot using the deuterium depletion protocol. We pose the question, is fruit good for you or bad for you? You're going to be bummed about about the uh, results of that when it comes to deuterium at least and then here's the secret sauce which foods are highest in deuterium and which foods should you always avoid because of their high deuterium levels now this deuterium stuff again if you didn't hear the show earlier this week it's not good it breaks your mitochondria well it breaks the nanomotors in your mitochondria which interrupts the production of atp which means you lose metabolic energy so it's not good how you can get a low deuterium water. Yeah, it turns out a lot of the deuterium that builds up in our body comes from the water we're drinking. So those of you that are filtering water, thinking you're winning, uh, depending on where you live and the altitude and the time of year, et cetera, even if you have the most pristine filtered water, it's still full of deuterium because deuterium cannot be filtered out, folks. It's not a toxin. It's a hydrogen molecule and you can't filter that out. So... And we talk about supplements and other quote unquote healthy products that are happen to be uh, really high in deuterium also. I'll give you a little 
spoiler there, it's, it's mostly synthetic supplements that tend to have a lot of this deuterium stuff. And then finally, this was a, a answer close to my heart, keeping your pets healthy by reducing their deuterium levels. And you're going to find out how I'm biohacking my dog, Cookie. So that's what's happening in this episode. Uh, it brings me great, great. <laughs> I almost got to do this whole intro with no edits. And then I said, great. It brings me great pleasure to introduce to you uh, Dr. Ann Cooper, who's just brilliant. She's become a friend. We really hit it off. And, and I got to tell you what, Cookie just loves her and she loves Cookie. So we had a great recording and I'm super happy to share this one with you. If you enjoy these podcasts, this one in particular, and you're learning something, you're getting something out of it, all I ask from you is that you share this show with your friends. A lot of people like to post you know, a screen grab of the podcast on Instagram stories. I love when people do that. Anything you can do, you know, text the link to your friends. You know, it's really cool now, based on the Apple podcast player, is you can uh, isolate each particular episode and click share and then copy that particular link and send that to people. You used to not be able to do that. I would just send like the whole podcast to someone and then they'd have to scroll through and find the stupid episode you're looking for. Well, hopefully it wasn't stupid, but it's stupid when it worked like that. So they've advanced that a bit and made it easier to share. So please do me and Cooper in the world a favor and share this episode with a friend. And without further delay or ado, I give you Dr. Ann Cooper. Welcome to the show, Ann. Thank you, Luke. Good Good to to see you again. Good to see you always. You're uh, Cookie's favorite person, by the way. Oh, that's so flattering. Yeah, she's she's really taken a liking to you. Um, From the beginning. She, yeah, yeah, every time she's yeah. been in your presence, she'll choose your seat over mine. I don't know if I'm supposed to be hurt or not, but <laughs> I, I'm glad that you guys are bonding. So to give you guys a little bit of background, um, Anne and I were introduced by my friend Bill Quaitman from Advanced BioCell, which is, by the way, a fantastic whole biohacking clinic on the west side of Los Angeles. And um, Bill kind of turns me on to stuff that's cutting edge. And he doesn't email me or call me for just anything. Hmm. It's got to be something that's needle moving, that's groundbreaking. And I knew about this deuterium issue that we're going to be talking about, but I didn't really know where to start. And so he called me and said, man, you got to meet these people from deuterium depletion centers. They've got their finger on the pulse of this whole deuterium thing. And so we met. And uh, a few weeks ago, we did an interview with your two partners, Dr. Laszlo Borosh. I call him Boros, but he says Borosh, yes. which is more fun to say. Uh-huh. And Dr. Q Collins, two fantastic guys that you work with. But uh, when Anne came over, you guys, I wanted to actually get all four of us in a conversation, but I don't have it sorted yet to record four people at once. I thought I did. And then when I plugged in all the mics, one of them didn't work. That's okay. Yeah. When I sit between two geniuses, I pretty much keep my mouth shut well, anyway. So. You know what's funny is when it didn't work out like that, I thought this is better because I know you and I can really have right. our own um, unique conversation around this yeah. topic that would be difficult in retrospect with those two guys in there. I mean, they have a, I don't want to say they have a hard time, but I had to... I had to finesse things a little to even get both of them equal mic time because they right. both have a powerful perspective and are both, as you said, literally geniuses. Yeah. So, um, so I'm glad you and I are able to devote some time. So yeah. let's l- allow the audience to get to know you a little bit, Anne. What's your background in you know, chiropractic and natural medicine and all the stuff that you're into before you found the, deple- the deuterium depletion right. thing? So I have a doctorate in chiropractic and clinical nutrition. I have a master's in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. 
I guess as, as I was young, I was interested in nature and health. I'm a former celebrity esthetician, which is what they call it now. I arrived in Los Angeles 35 years ago. I'd been to a French skincare clinic in Sydney, Australia, and I was snapped up. Um, the European methods were about to take off here, and it was essentially all the movie people, the movie stars and the people behind the scenes that were our clientele at that time. So I started out with, I guess, a lot of stars, movie stars, TV stars, rock stars, a lot of really amazing people. And I worked in close contact with these people in a very small room where they could be themselves. And I just developed a lot of really nice relationships with people. Early on for me, I realized the skin is a reflection of what's going on inside. So I started to delve into trying to help people with herbs and what to eat. And I realized you need a bit of degree, something substantial behind you. So that's why I chose to go back and become a chiropractor with clinical nutrition. And I've practiced that for quite some time, incorporating functional medicine for over 20 years. And as functional medicine practitioners, we take pride in getting to the root of the problem rather than having someone come and tell you what their symptom is and do this. You're really more looking into the individual. And we always take pride in really finding the solutions via testing each individual to find out what's the best place to start with them. But we all, I kind of realized it's, we're often still not getting to the root of the problem. So when I met the scientists that I work with now, and they explained to me about deuterium, what it is, and how it affects us on a cellular level, the cell physiology part makes total sense to me. And then I saw Dr. Boss speak at some medical conferences, and I saw pre and post scans of people who had you know, black lung and black brain and given three weeks to live. And I saw the post scans of 20 years later, very little black on these scans. It was pretty impressive. Um, and then I myself experienced the benefits of it for myself. So I very quickly just learned how to explain this to my patients in a very simple, easy way that they could understand and get. And they would turn to me off the table and say, I want to know what my deuterium levels are. And I want to do this. And also, I know someone who could benefit. I know if someone has cancer, you just hear it all the time. So I very quickly incorporated into my practice. Felt really good. Felt really good to just really get to the start, starting point, which we can talk about later. But that's essentially how I've come to this via kind of different routes of always being interested in health and always being a practitioner and trying to find things, the best things that are going to help me figure out what's the best thing to do for this person, which is tough to do sometimes. Now, I essentially measure people for deuterium, lower their deuterium levels enough so that their body has the energy to do what it's supposed to do. Getting great results. We early on realized this is kind of silly, just me, you know, us treating one person at a time. It's great, but this is wow. And I hear it all the time from people when I tell them. I tell them this and everybody, and now I wait for the wow, you know, wow, that's pretty amazing. So we need to really share this. Um, so we started to train physicians and now people are hearing about it. And thankfully, people like you are really enabling us to share this with the world. And your people are going to share this with the world because, I mean, it sounds amazing to say this, but we feel it's incredibly important. We feel everybody needs to know about this because it is life-changing. Awesome. So we want to... Thank you for that. And we're going to definitely support you in that mission. Mm. And since the interview uh, with the guys, 
I just, I don't know, it's the way my brain works and um, it, it always works in the way that uh, I see how things are connected. Right. So I'm a good networker in terms of, not for myself, well, hopefully for myself too, but I see, oh, this person needs to meet this person because yes. they can do this and this. So yeah. I've been fortunate enough to leverage some of my relationships in the industry and make intros for or for you guys through um, uh, Dr. Q. And I foresee this quickly emerging within, especially, I don't know much about the Western medicine end, you know, uh, so I don't have relationships there, but I see this as going to catch on as wildfire within the alternative healing and the biohacking community. So biohacking for yeah, sure. And, and the, and the functional medicine and yes. too, as you said, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I know myself having had a lot of different health issues that I've overcome and, you know, chasing your own tail around, as you said, all of the testing. And if you go to a traditional doctor, essentially what's going to happen is they're going to look at your symptom. They're either going to prescribe uh, a drug or a surgical intervention or send you out to a specialist, which is, you know, kind of the next step in most cases. And then that specialist is going to look at your symptoms and they're going to recommend a surgery or a drug. You know, that's kind of the way it goes. But in functional medicine and with what you guys are doing, it's like, okay, cool. Let's look at the symptoms. And if there's something we can do to alleviate those symptoms, great. But let's look at the underlying cause. And yeah. to me, that just makes so much sense. So yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about yeah. what you guys are doing and so happy to get the word out. And I, I got to say, I kind of feel, I don't want to be precocious, but I feel uh, a little bit um, like possessive of you guys. <laughs> like Good. I want to introduce you, you to this. a bunch of other podcasters and I will, but I'm like, I got to be the first one to break this story. I'd someone, cause what I do is oftentimes like a journalist, you yes. know? So it's like, I feel like I have got a big scoop and I don't want to really let it out to my peers until I'm the one that came out with it first. Totally um, illogical, but it's the way it is. Cause I think this is so huge. So it's funny too. You mentioned something about, um, your past and coming here 35 years ago, I didn't realize you'd been here that long. I came here 30 years ago yeah. and, uh, and also worked in the entertainment industry yep. and, you know, in myself, I think even a more superficial capacity, but we, we have a parallel there that I, I wasn't aware of prior. Yeah, I'm sure we've run across and worked with a lot of the same people. Yeah. I was lucky in that I had them really in a position where they could just be themselves. They didn't have to be the boss or the model or the, anything else. So I got them at their real core. This is who they are. Yeah, and it's funny. So, which enabled <laughs> us to make a little bit more of a connection. Right. And they felt safe. And right. these people trusted me. They trust me. So they could just be relaxed. I never had that relationship no, sure with my celebrity clients. Um, it was always pretty high pressure. Some of the musicians here and there, we would become friendly, but definitely, I don't think many of them let their guard down. Well, when I came over to your place, all I needed to know, and I, it's funny, as long as I've lived in Hollywood and I'm so not like into um, stars and celebrities, when someone mentions, oh, I used to work with a bunch of celebrities, I can't help but think, ooh, who was it? Who was it? But when I went to your house, I saw a signed picture from Daryl Jones, who's been the bass player for the Rolling Stones for yes. a long time. And yes. I'm a bass player. Oh. And the Rolling Stones are my all-time favorite group. Yes. So I was like, I don't care about anyone else. She knows Daryl Jones. I'm in. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Well, Dr. Boas himself was a little entranced. And in fact, I'm just kind of, you know how you get used to the people. And yeah, you, yeah. We're used to it. Yeah. But he's so great. But he's also a musician. He's brilliant, right? So he's also a mus- musician. When he met Daryl, I could see he was a little... Little thing, oh my god! A little yeah. bit, which I don't blame him, but it was cute to watch. That's yeah. cool. But it was nice they met. Yeah, because 
Laszlo had the privilege of explaining to him what's going on, and this is what's great about this to share this. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So let's um, so let's get into this now. A lot of people uh, that are listening to this episode here will have probably heard the one that will have come out earlier that week in the series of two shows on deuterium depletion. So I want to just tell you guys that are listening now uh, retroactively that you can go back and get a totally different perspective on this issue. If you're coming to this um, as your second episode, I want to warn people that there are a few things that might be redundant because I'm going to ask you some of the same questions, but I have a feeling that your answers will vary slightly and be a little more unique. So to those that heard the other one and sat through that three hours and got your mind blown, forgive me if I'm um, slightly redundant on some of these, but I'd like to get your perspective. So start from the beginning. What is this stuff called deuterium and why does it matter? That's what I'm doing now on an everyday basis. So I kind of do it in four different steps. Deuterium is a hydrogen. It's an element. It's an atom. It's kind of a cousin of hydrogen. The only difference between deuterium and hydrogen is technically it has an extra neutron, which makes it twice as big and heavy. Deuterium is in our environment. It's natural in our environment. It's not a toxin or anything like that. It's it's natural. And uh, our body always needs to keep the right level or homeostasis in our body of blood pressure, of mineral levels, things like that. So we know that we are mostly made of water and water is made of hydrogen and oxygen, right? So then we just go into a little bit of cell physiology. Inside our cells, we have something called the mitochondria. I lose some people when I mention that, but more and more people are hearing about the mitochondria in the news, in magazines. It's also known as the powerhouse of the cell. And inside the mitochondria, it's called the powerhouse because it has thousands of tiny motors called nanomotors, and they rotate at about 9,000 RPM, which is faster than a Ferrari. It's so crazy. The body is so weird. So so, much is happening. It's so mind-blowing. And um, as it rotates, it produces our fuel, which we call ATP, adenosine triphosphate. What's really amazing is from the amount of food that we eat each day, three to five pounds of food, our body actually makes, inside these mitochondria, the nanomotors make tons of this ATP. I'm like, why do we need that much ATP? Because we're constantly using it for everything that we don't have to think about, all the trillions of chemical reactions that are happening in our body all the time. So we need to make sure we're making good amounts of ATP because when that drops, we start to not fund things that require this cellular energy. Um, And what we have learned is that the deuterium could be the culprit or it's the obstacle that's preventing our cells or inhibiting our cells from making appropriate amounts of ATP because of its size and weight. Essentially, I explain it like this. If your car engine gets very thick, heavy oil in it, it's too much resistance for the motor to go. You're not going to get to be where you want to be. And what you would do about that is you would pour very thin oil into that engine to dilute that heavy oil out so you can move on. What happens inside our cells when we get um, an overload of deuterium in instead of regular hydrogens, it becomes what's called heavy water. Instead of light or regular water, it's now got the bigger hydrogens in there. And physically, it actually gets inside our um, mitochondria and our body's always working 
try to prevent this from happening. But due to the environment and things that's going on, we are all getting an overload of this deuterium. And what it does, it just hits the motors and it breaks them. It breaks those nanomotors. But more than that, it actually will ping around like a pinball machine and will go and break the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. So having the appropriate amount of deuterium is really important for us to know. We call it uh, energy for a better you is our tagline. We want everybody to, and I don't mean quick, fast energy from um, caffeine or, or other sources. It's this natural cellular energy that our body produces that keeps us healthy. We also say we provide wellness through metabolic restoration. Because what happens when these nanomotors break, it starts to break or cause metabolic dysfunction, which may start with a little bit of fatigue or weight issues or focus and cognition. And down the road, though, wherever kind of your weak point is, your body will decide what it's not going to fund. It can lead to all these chronic metabolic conditions that are creating a lot of pain and fear and suffering, such as cancer, diabetes, autoimmune issues, Alzheimer's. So we feel this is really important for everybody to know about because it's getting back to that tiny, tiny subcellular level instead of kind of working around here and trying to fix things from up around here. We can prevent things from happening. We can rectify things that get that have gone awry. But we also just have a lot of wellness health people who want to make sure that they live a great life in every which way and mind also and um, motivation and all energy is required for all these things. So that's why we feel this is so important. That's a really great way to describe it. It totally makes sense. And what's fascinating about it, what was blowing my mind there is, God, if you just think about how miraculous the human body is and how things that are so small, I mean, physically small, have such a huge impact. So I'm picturing a human cell, right? And you think, well, the cell, it can't get any smaller than that. <laughs> That's pretty small. But then there's things that go in and out of cells. And then within those cells, there's, th- you said thousands of mitochondria? Is Dr. Q is telling me that, no, there's thousands of tiny motors. Okay, okay. Yeah. Within the mitochondria yeah. in a cell are yes. thousands of tiny little motors that yeah. spin in this amazingly divine way and produce ATP. It's just incredible that that's all going on inside a cell. It's like a cell is its own universe with its own little solar system. It's just bizarre. But it makes sense when you talk about the, um, you know, that um, sluggish crude oil in your engine versus something that's got more viscosity and that's lighter. And that's a really good analogy for this. I think that makes a lot of sense. So you get this heavy hydrogen in the mitochondria, and then that's kind of like just gumming up the wheels or motors quite literally and inhibiting the the efficiency of your ATP production. That's correct. Yeah. And so many of us are probably going to stimulants like coffee and, you know, whatever you can do to get more energy. I think that's a really common complaint from people is a lack of energy. And so we do something exogenously from outside, right? And try and input. I mean, this is what I do every day. I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired. Let me put a bunch of stuff in until my energy level rises. But with this theory and practice, what we can do then is get our body back into its normal state of homeostasis where it's organically producing its own energy efficiently. That's correct. Right? One of the doctors I was training early on said to me, hmm, doesn't this new energy give your patients anxiety? 
And I had to think about it because I had gone through this. I'll tell you what happened to me, but I had to think about that. No, I just feel like I did 15 years ago. So you just have that natural energy that we didn't even think about at the time. You know, we weren't noticing that we were tired because we weren't. Yeah. But it, yeah. it actually is what ages us backwards by doing this. Our bodies act as it did when we were younger. The problem with deuterium is our body is so smart, it has all these natural mechanisms for removing deuterium, which we can talk about. The problem with it is it's a bit of a catch-22 because as we get higher, we lose, we start to lose that energy to remove it. Oh, so then it gets higher right, right. and then we lose that ability and then it gets higher and higher. So what we do is very quickly deplete it so your own body's natural mechanisms for removing deuterium can kick back in again as it used to, as it's supposed to. We just live in, a, in an age where we are more exposed to it and we are living a little bit of a lifestyle that's preventing us from removing it. For example, REM sleep is one of the mechanisms for removing deuterium. There's always been stress in the world, but I think in this last few decades in in a city like this, people have this chronic low-grade stress and they have three jobs and a lot more and, you know, that that this low-grade anxiety (laughs) doesn't allow us to fully go into that reparative, restorative, deuterium depleting. Yes, we all knew it was reparative. We all knew it was restorative, but it's also a deuterium depletion method. Wow. I totally uh, resonate with that. You know, I just took a trip to Northern California uh, to the Amp Coil Summit and I went and visited my mom and I rented this Airbnb, a beautiful 60s mid-century modern post and beam house in the middle of the Redwoods. And I just took some time for myself up there. And uh, the house had no cell service. There's no smart meter. Even within the house to turn on Wi-Fi to use the internet and to be able to just text on my phone and stuff. Even the Wi-Fi signal was really weak in the house. It was a very low EMF environment. And I swear, I mean, when I was out at that house, I was a different person. Yeah. I was like, who is this? What is that? My whole experience just felt so different. I thought, what the hell is going on? I feel amazing. Such a good story. Yeah, and it occurred to me, I said oh my God, I have anxiety and I don't even know it. Yeah. And it's just living in the city. We've gotten used to it. Yeah, you just, like you said, as you get older, you you sort of adapt to having mm. less energy or just for me, more brain fog, being more irritable, just being more stressed out, um, less able to spend a bunch of plates at once as I, want, as I once could um, in many ways. And a lot of that has to do with you know, as the, we, those of us that live in cities, the city wears you down over time, and um, and you lack, I think, the resilience to kind of meet that stress. So yep, when true. you're in your twenties and you move to New York City or London or LA or wherever, you know, it's like, oh, you're taking the world by storm, and you're out all night. But now I'm, you know, I'm creeping up on fifty, and it's like, oh man, this this place wears me out. And it's not until I have the contrast of getting away and getting out into nature, and a lot of that, I'm sure, is due to. Um, the biological stressors, such as having these, you know, high levels of deuterium and actual toxins in our bodies yeah. and things like yeah. that. So this is making a lot of sense to me. What I wonder, and I think I talked about this with with your partners, but we'll just cover it again from your perspective. It seems like um, you know, I believe in in the divine intelligence of whatever it is that created us. Some people call that God. Something made all of this work out the way that it works out and doesn't seem like there's many accidents in the universe. So if there's this element called deuterium in the environment and it's a natural thing, then it's not a toxin. It's something that 
we would have been created to um, to dispel, to be able to offload, right? So is it that, because now we live in an age where we're under so much environmental stress that the capacity that we would have once had evolutionarily speaking to deplete deuterium, you know, just throughout our whole lives and never have it build up. Is it that we're, we just don't have the ability to do that anymore because we're so far removed from uh, our natural environment and the body's innate sort of power and wisdom to do that? A lot of it is that, in which case it's not really our fault. It's just the world we live in. Right. Some of it is a bit our fault. Our My grandparents did not eat from a package. They didn't eat potato chips. And, you know, it's not (laughs) really our fault, but it's just the way life has gone. And especially in the 60s, when both parents went to work, the, you know, we call it margarine in Australia, margarine here, it's full of hydrogenated oils. And it was just that lifestyle that was more convenient that has led, we feel, to a lot of these conditions because they've been increasing the amount of deuterium that we've taken in. Yeah, you know, my grandparents were much more robust at an older age than what my mum's current friends are now that are all, she's losing to cancer all the time. Right. So the numbers have gone up. The numbers are staggering. So our job is to learn this so we can do the things that we can do by changing, going, you know, changing what we are putting into our body and thinking about and understanding and having the educated choices. That's our job to show this to people because it all makes sense. And the other part of it, yes, our bodies have been a little bit bombarded. In acupuncture school and chiropractic school, I remember my clinician said, Dr. Cooper, you're never going to have any patients because all you do is tell people to take vacations. Because I think it is important. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm Australian. But, and that's really good. And I think it's great. To do you st- think that has anything to do with the culture of yeah, Australia? Of are you guys, you guys are way more we chill, feel- right? We are, I don't know what it is. We all plan to, as soon as we get the heck out of school, we're going all over the world. That's, you know, right. and that's what a lot of us did. I've noticed that, yeah. But also what I'm now doing is um, helping people to be able to live in the world that we live in by making them stronger, right? There's a lot of people really struggling to live in this world right now. People are having to move out. They're being told to move out in order to thrive. They're moving out into the country. They're living up in the top of a tree. You know, they're isolated because they can't deal. They're so sensitive to their environment. And we have patients, and I can read you a testimony from someone we recently who had to move out of town, couldn't deal with a lot of the um, uh, radiation and just the city life. He's doing really, really well from deterring depletion. He's going, getting his life back. He's going back into civilization and getting back into the world again. So... We can really help people um, deal with the way the world is right now because there's only so much we can change. Yeah, there's no going back. Yeah, I mean that's not. the thing. Even if you go live in, you know, the middle of the mountains in Alaska, you're still getting. Well, I'm not going to be happy, very happy doing that. So we need to learn how. You're to still going to be getting radio waves and all kind of chemtrails yeah. and all sorts of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact is, there's just there's there's no escaping, you know, the world we live in. I think it's worse in cities like this. Uh, for sure, on on so many different levels, the air, the water, the the EMF pollution, and all that. But but still, even if you get out in the country, um, there's still issues with that. So I, I guess the idea here is thinking of it from a Paleolithic standpoint. I see that you know, let's say ten thousand, twelve thousand years ago, we would have had deuterium in the environment. Still, we still would have been exposed to it in some of the water and in the air and in some of the food. But we would have had more resilience to um, get rid of it on our own, and we virtually wouldn't have been eating any food, and we're going to get into the food. 
we wouldn't really, as hunter-gatherers, be eating high deuterium food on a regular basis. Because no. as I understand it, uh, fruit would be one of the highest. And fruit isn't in season all the time. And it right. goes bad very quickly once it falls off the tree. It's not something that a hunter-gatherer type person would have been able to store or preserve or have year-round. You'd eat some high deuterium, you know, freaking papaya or whatever, <laughs> running around the jungles of New Guinea, and then you'd be out of papayas for a while, and you'd go back to eating squirrels or nuts or whatever the hell And when you do eat eating. a squirrel, the first thing that they eat <laughs> is the organs and the fatty part of the squirrel, not the um, flesh that we eat, right? So we just have to kind of right. learn what is high in deuterium and what is low in deuterium, and that's what our goals are to teach people. And we have lists that we give our patients and we train our we want to train people Ooh, how I to want eat. that list we'll send you the list and actually yeah. anybody today who wants the do's and don'ts of deuterium depleting foods can go to our website ddcenters.com and uh, they can actually click to get a free consultation oh, great. or they can click to get on the email list which we send out regularly with updates our scientists are learning all the time too but recipes things like that just to help people continue to be motivated What's important is to, this is new, it's something new for people. So what's made it easy for me is that we have serious science and pedigree behind this. You know, they've got over 100 years of collectively of clinical research and these are double PhDs. These, you know, you met these guys. Yeah, they're, they're no joke. Dr. Boas is a ninth physician in his family. He's the youngest professor at UCLA taken on because of his quality papers. They've written over 100 peer-reviewed quality papers. So this confidence that I got from them has enabled me to really talk about this because it's the law. This is like, I tell, it's like Newton discovering gravity. This is a law. This is not something they're trying to prove. It, this is a law. Right, so I right, feel it's made, right. enabled me to like, yeah, you better get out and show this to people. Right. So I need, we need confidence and we need to be able to give people hope for them to get started in the first place with confidence and to stay motivated. But that hope helps them to continue on with something. And as they do, they start to feel better and they get more energy and then life changes. Energy is required for fun. You need energy to have fun. Energy is required to be motivated, to think about your future, to make plans. And if you don't have that energy, you don't even start in the first place. And you don't really follow through with what you want to do. You need it. Yeah, people you're are, so right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, a lot of people that listen to the podcast and the people, those of, those of you listening, by the way, we have a private Facebook group called the Lifestylist Podcast. You can search the Lifestylist on Facebook and you'll find the group, request to join. It's private and we have conversations in there. And, uh, and most of the conversations are about physical health. And I look in that group, I'm like, you guys, it's about prayer and meditation and mindfulness and spirituality, that's the answer. But what I realize is that when any one of us is low on energy, any human being, I don't care how spiritual you are, what sort of morals or values or your character, your integrity, like all that can be totally there. You're just not vibrating. Yeah. But without energy, man, it's difficult to live as your highest self yes. and really, as you yeah. said, have the motivation to mm -hmm. pursue you know, the highest good and to yeah. really fulfill your mission here. And so I'm, as much as sometimes I want to discount just like, God, I'm sick of all this health stuff. I just want to meditate. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, it's doing oneself a disservice to totally discount the physical, you know? And yeah. so there's this 
for me, this sort of uh, razor's edge, this delicate balance of not getting too caught up and distracted in the body because we're not the body from a metaphysical point of view, but the body is this vehicle that we have to carry our spirit around and to do good deeds and to be of service in the world, right? And so you've got to have the body strong and tuned up and energetically on fire, I believe, in order to complete the soul's mission. Absolutely. And so and also you know, just for your brain to function in, in a way. Yeah. You know, I mean, you need this cellular energy for yeah. your brain to function properly. And Oxford University, independent of us, have done uh, studies on detuned depletion and depression, anxiety, and schizophrenia. So, yes, it's about having the cellular energy to do and to have your body do all the trillions of things. But it also, I mean, people focus better. I, we get emails from people who come in with all sorts of conditions and they, Dr. Cooper, you didn't tell us I was going to be able to have focus better at school or to write and to learn, which is what you need to do in order to plan and and be spiritual. You have to have that right. higher functioning You have to plan brain. your trip to India to go see your, your guru <laughs> and survive the damn food and water once you get there. Yeah, even for detoxification, you know, it's people, because this is not a toxin and people say it's a toxin and all of those other things are important. But if you have right. cellular energy... Your own detoxification systems will kick in where you don't have to then do all these other things. Uh, We love to, and I did a lot of things in my practice. Right. But now I do this first. Right. On everybody. I test them, I deplete their deuterium. My job is to remove obstacles as a chiropractor. And the first thing we learn is our body has innate intelligence in chiropractic school. And what we are doing is making sure that our central computer, the brain, is able to send all the messages to our organs and our body to do what it's supposed to do. We remove the obstacle of pressure or inflammation on the, those nerves to get to those bodies. We remove that obstacle by aligning the spine. As an acupuncturist, we remove the obstacle of stagnation or, or whatever is impeding the flow of chi throughout the meridians in our body. So we have that energy. Um, which creates homeostasis and balance in our body in all sorts of ways, emotionally very much so also. As a deuterium depleter, I remove the obstacle of deuterium from our cells so that our cells can go to work and tell our, allow our body to do what it's designed to do, what it's supposed to do. It heals your arm if you cut it. You don't have to think about it and tell it because it's getting the right messages and it's getting the right energy from your cells to do so. Oh, that makes so perfect sense. Simple. It's yeah, it simple. is It is simple. And um, <laughs> that's why I wanted to interview you on this topic, because I knew you'd have a way of bringing this home that makes sense yeah, to people. We can make it really, and it's incredibly complicated because the body is incredibly complicated, as is the mind. Yeah. But let's just really do, make it like, this is all you need to do. This is really all you need to do. And, you know, even medicine has gotten so far away from nature and and. And simplicity. We all learn how complicated the body is. In in chemistry, I'm just like astounded and fascinated. This this is so organized. It's so organized what's going on in here. But yeah, doctors have asked us, wow, how do you, you know, how's this work? I'm like, listen, it's really simple. We actually work with air, food, water, sunshine, or light therapy, and appropriate movement. They're the things we start with to enable the body to have the right homeostasis of deuterium so that their body can work properly. And then over time, if that's, you know, there's been a lot of damage that's occurred, then we can come in with other modalities. 
but often the body is really good at fixing itself once it's unimpeded. I like what you were saying uh, before about just removing the obstacles that your body's encountering on its way to uh, restoring itself, healing, and and producing enough energy to go about your mission. And I was thinking about the correlation in um, spiritual pursuit. A lot of us tend to get caught up in, oh, I need to be a good person. I need to be happy. I need to be in bliss. I have to go find God somewhere, <laughs> you know, like God's hiding. And and really what it is, it's just, it's removing the obstacles in your personality, your ego, your emotions, your preconceived beliefs, negativity, whatever it is um, that's blocking you from having that experience of God. You they know? often say, let go and let God. Yeah. Right? So here yeah. we're just letting go of this stuff and yeah. let God allow your body to do what it's, what he, but. He, whoever, whatever made us, somebody smart made us, what they designed us to do. That's that's awesome. Uh, there's one question I had before we get onto the food. I want to talk about food and water and unpack that a little bit because there were some things that I didn't get to cover with the guys that I want to ask you. But um, before I do, I know what I wanted to say was, um, it's you know, it's tough for me to isolate different modalities and different therapies and things like that as this health obsessed person that I am. Sometimes I don't know which of the 10 things that I've adopted because there's always new things that I'm adding and old things I'm letting go. I don't know what's helping. (laughs) It sucks. It's hard for me to isolate an experiment. So say I like, I stop taking all supplements. I don't make any other changes. I just test my deuterium levels and then I go about a depletion protocol, which we'll talk about and then track the results. Unfortunately, that's not the way I do it because I'm just not patient enough to not do other stuff. But I have to say, um, anecdotally, I think it's been about a month or so since uh, you three came over Mm -hmm. here for the first interview. I got on the deuterium depleted water that we'll explain, of course. Um, And I've I've been following the ketogenic diet that's recommended uh, pretty well. Had a couple slips with fruit here and there, a couple ice cream binges. Uh, Two nights I went nuts on ice cream. It just hit me. I couldn't resist. But I haven't been eating carbs or any of the weird stuff that's high in deuterium. And I have to say, my energy level is freaking insane. And it's getting more and more. Uh, And I can tell, especially because I just did a road trip to Lake Tahoe, then into Sonoma County, drove back to LA. Normally, all that driving would completely destroy me and I would just be smoked. Um, That was a good litmus test to the energy level in my body. And I drove there, no problem, got there, felt great. Um, so something's definitely happening as a result of this therapy. So I just want to put that out there. I'm having my own experience. I'm going to go for a couple more months and then retest right. and see you know, what yeah. I'm working with. I've been doing some breath work, but I have not been using the mask, which is sitting over there. And I just remembered, so we're going to talk about that. But I do a lot of pretty intense breath work that might be accomplishing some of the mask. I have not been doing enough high intensity uh, training that is recommended with the protocol. So as a kick in my own ass, I need to integrate some of that. But I definitely have not been drinking anything other than deuterium depleted water or in some cases diluting my spring water with deuterium water, you know, to make coffee or something like that. So there's that. Um, I did want to ask though, if you happen to know how NAD is related to the whole mitochondrial function and ATP production. Uh, And the reason I ask is because a lot of people now are really into supplementing with the precursor to NAD, which I've been taking called true niogen, which is not like exogenous uh, NAD, but it helps your body make it. 
And then against the wishes of Dr. Boros would be so pissed at me and Dr. Q probably too, because in the interview, they were like, stop taking supplements. You don't need them. You just have deuterium. Uh, but I was offered uh, an offer that I couldn't refuse at Next Health um, for some an NAD IV, right. which is all the rage now in the biohacking world um, and fitness performance and stuff. And I was about to take my trip. So I went and did this freaking NAD shot or IV. It takes about three hours to get it all in. It's a huge bag of stuff, probably full of deuterium in the solution. I'll just put that out there. But I got to say, a combination of doing the depletion, then getting that IV of NAD, my energy is off the charts. I feel amazing. So do you know anything about NAD as it relates to this? Dr. Boris, as a biochemist, would really be able to help you understand that. But from what I've asked of them is that NAD, it yes, it's part of the Krebs cycle, but it may give energy, but it may not be long-term, right? What we are looking for is actually aging your body backwards so it functions as it did earlier. It may also contribute to something called metabolic crowding, which is when we take a lot of things in, our body has to deal with it, right? And sometimes a lot of stuff is backing up and it's almost like you're sending a whole bunch of taxi cabs in to pick you up to take you home. They may not all be necessary and then they're all waiting in there. It's kind of my simple way of explaining yeah. it. I can get you a better explanation than That's that cool. if it no, helps. That, that makes sense. But Luke, I, as functional medicine, acupuncture, I got hit with chronic fatigue after working, you know, we're young, we kept going, sleep, what's sleep for? You know, yeah. now we know. But <laughs> When I was young, I was like, sleep's for, I used to think it was for losers. I, felt I was weak. like, I felt weak yeah, sleep. You sleep eight hours a night? What's wrong yeah. with you? Move to the suburbs, get out of my way, I'm a city boy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I wish I'd have known then, know what I know oh now. Oh my God. But. So I did use a lot of my techniques. You know, I, um, I love chiropractic for myself. Acupuncture I fell in love with because it really calmed me down. But after all my studies and overworking and kind of being a little bit of taking, you know, my job is to take care of everybody else and kind of, you know, I just crashed eventually. I'm only human. I didn't think it would ever happen, but it did. And it really sucked. So I did whatever I could, what I thought was going, and really nothing was working. Um, sadly, it was astonishing. And that's how far I had crashed. My body was so broken down. Probably had a, not sleeping was not a good, good, you know, contributor to that. But I had already met the doctors and I said, listen, guys, get me the water, you know, and it took us a while to get it all through the country, you know, get it legalized through the FDA and everything here. But I only got a small amount, but that's all I did. I was too fatigued to even really cook properly and do things. This is how bad it can get for people. I talk to people all the time. How's your energy? Two. I can relate. You know, you can't even take care of yourself at this point. So I didn't have the energy to really do many buy anything, really. All I did was this. Wow. <laughs> I just drank the water. So, And I had tested myself with a handheld resting metabolic rate device prior to starting the water. I was ridiculously low. And that's how I felt. And it was astonishing when you come from being a high energy person. So I know how it feels to be like, oh, you have no future. <laughs> this is not good. But even not enough energy to really pull yourself out of it. But um, so I was low, but I tracked myself with this device um, three times in triplicate. So nine times a day. I have a very good story, which I'm careful to tell, but I will. My resting metabolic rate went up 40% in seven days. I could feel it. 
my friends could hear it in my voice. I'm like, oh, this must be me just desiring this so much. But the guys, no, the numbers don't lie. It got me back in action. Although we only had a small amount of water, it was kind of an accidental experiment because then I ran out and I was like, oh. And then you go, oh my God, I forgot in one week how bad you could possibly feel. That's why energy is a funny thing. You'll ask people yeah. because you, I guess that's why women can go back and have babies. They forget how painful it was. <laughs> we forget how bad we feel yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, we got more and I got back on it again. So I tell the story with the caution of just letting people know that it's like your bank account. When you run low on funds, you have to prioritize the most important place to send those funds. A roof over your head. Your body's very smart. As you're funded with energy again, your cellular energy is going to choose the most important place to send that energy to fund. It may or may not be where your symptoms are initially. So trust that your body's picking the best place to repair and heal first. Most people notice it pretty quickly. Most people notice energy or cognition or things pretty quickly. But we have had patients who've not noticed anything for two months. Just, you know, so that's why we really have to explain this properly. Get people to understand the physiology, what it is, what you need to do to get your life back and to have them make that commitment. It took years or decades to accumulate this deuterium. You need to give your body some time. We can remove it. We can deplete it very quickly with what we have, the deuterium-depleted water. That's fantastic. And that's what's great about the deuterium-depleted water. It gets people down into what we call the desired range, where your own mechanisms can kick back in again, where you're now funded again to repair stuff. But sometimes it takes longer. The damage has been longer, so it takes a little bit more time for your body to start healing things. In terms of the testing and working with those numbers within that range, which is high, and then, you know, the idea, the safe kind of number and then the um you know the goal is to get it under a certain number i think mine i did breath and saliva with you guys and the average one was 43 one was 46 the average is around 40 145 145 something like that and um and the guy said well that's high but that's pretty much everyone's going to be at that level what was yours if you remember yeah i think i was around 146 147 okay i I had reason to be high i did have a reason to be high and but mine came down i mean i just I had very good results. What's Luckily. the highest number you've seen in someone? Well, the deuterium is in our oceans at 155 parts per million. Okay. So this is, you know, if you live by the ocean, it's in your atmosphere. We are breathing it in. So you can, you know, eat a lot of deuterium and breathe a lot of deuterium and drink a lot of deuterium. Sure. And raise your levels into the mid-150s. Oh, okay. Which we have seen. Generally, these are people that have sent us, that have come from, you know, an oncologist or somebody who's with someone who's very ill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've had some patients come in with high numbers where all we do is measure deuterium, deplete deuterium and just, you know, let your body have the cellular energy to go to work. Um, so it's not a diagnostic tool, but if somebody does have high levels, we do recommend that they go, you know, check, get checked out and see if there's anything underlying going on. And what, um, what's the lowest number you've seen of someone coming in that's not depleted their levels at all and has anyone walked in and been under the we crucial have. 130 or we, we have not a lot of people mm-hmm. um the people that we have so far that i've seen come from like british columbia they're living they're living in high elevations ah yeah so they're you know there's a lower incidence of cancer and diabetes in utah and denver 
They live at a higher elevation. Oh, interesting. So the detrium is too heavy to float that high. Oh. So they're not breathing it in, but also the water that they're consuming is from the snow that has has melting. Their food hopefully is being watered by the rainfall and not irrigated by from a lake that, you know, it's when irrigation came in that we started to eat foods high in deuterium. Oh, My friend right. the other day told me a story. She's just learning about, um, she said, oh, and I, Michael J. Fox, I met them actually when I was um, early on here, he and his wife, but. I think he's just written a book on, you know, really searching for happiness. So he went to Bhutan, he went to the Himalayas, where, you know, you find happy people. They're very spiritual and all of these things, um, which I'm sure is giving them a much better quality of life. But he was astounded at how he felt so much better and his Parkinson's situation was so much better. Wow. What we want people to know is, yes, we all learned that people went for TB to the mountains. One of the reasons they feel better is because they're lowering their deuterium levels. Wow. They're getting the cellular energy to have that healing process. Kick is, in. It, uh, is their deuterium getting lower because they're at a high altitude drinking lower deuterium water and. They're, um, they're breathing less in. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Um, and they're consuming less. Um, one of the, well, we treat with air, food, water, sunshine, mm-hmm. and, and movement, but the air part is important. And our scientists are so smart, they're always trying to find ways to help people deplete deuterium on their own. Um, the water is fantastic, but not everybody can be on the water. They're trying to really teach the world how you don't get sick and how you can maintain great health. And um, so they designed a mask that when you wear this mask... Oh, yeah, I have it right your here. Mask, you got to... Okay, explain it, and, and then I, I want you to show me how to yeah, use it. Yeah, I will. And that's why we're doing there this... There was like four pages, I think, that Q sent me on how to use it, and I was like, okay, I'll get around to this, and then now it's been shelved. We've uh, made quick videos now. We oh, cool. We've made quick okay. videos now, which is much easier for people to learn. And this is why we're sending out regular emails, because, yeah, stuff gets shelved. Stuff, something else comes along shiny and bright, <laughs> and you, yeah. you lose... So this is why we're really trying to get people to understand that this is kind of a way to live. It's really a lifestyle. You're the lifestyle yeah. podcast, right? This is really how you can live um, health. Uh, what does the mask do? So particularly when you're consuming the deuterium depleted water, you're lowering your deuterium load. So the air that you exhale will have lower deuterium content. So rather you're rebreathing that rather than what's in your room, which is especially if you live in a humid or beach environment, yeah. it's high. Yeah. So you're taking this in. You will also rebreathe a little bit of your own carbon dioxide, and that carbon dioxide will inform your hemoglobin to release oxygen to your tissues. Wow. So you're going to become more oxygenated uh, in your tissues, which, you know, at many hospitals in Russia, they use this. The doctors go in and they see how long someone can hold their breath, which is something we teach patients as a way to track their progress, because the longer you can hold your breath, the more oxygenated you are the more likely you're going to respond better to whatever's going Interesting. on. Interesting. I didn't know that. Plus, that oxygen has a higher affinity and avidity to deuterium, which means it loves to grab a hold of it and it doesn't let it go until you excrete it out. So the mask has essentially three benefits. So all I had to do was just wear the mask when I'm hanging around. <laughs> It's so, so funny. I'm so glad I asked because yeah. it's it's there in my coffee table. Now I want to wear it during the interview. <laughs> yeah. um, essentially, for those of you listening that can't see things, you can watch this on YouTube. Actually, you know what? I'm going to grab this mask and for, show the people on YouTube, show them what it looks like. But basically, it looks like um, kind of like one of those masks you would wear if you were 
a painting your house, a smaller version that you get from Home Depot that's, you know, one of those filtration yep. sort of mm-hmm. safety masks. And so um, those of you watching on YouTube, it looks a little something like this. So I could just be rocking this. It's called the D-Terminator. Yes, the, the D-Terminator. We're all D-Terminators. That's yes. all. I we are the D-Terminators. I'm just like, it's terminating deuterium. We always yeah. refer to it as D. So yeah. I could just, I just walk around the Most house. Most of our and patients just, actually wear it while they sleep. A lot of people oh. wear it while they sleep. I have women call me. Thank you so much. I can now sleep with my husband again because it really helps with the snoring. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, if you, if you can wear it while you sleep, that's great. Some people are light sleepers and if it, does bother you, then you can wear it around yeah. the house um, while oh. you're relaxing. And I'm so also, excited. we can teach you some exercises if you like to accelerate the benefits of it. But that's the reason why the mask is great. It's, it, it eliminates another thing that you kind of have to do, another exercise. You right. can just passively wear the mask. I think not- that's why I, I sort of was just, I, I didn't prioritize getting, you know, learn, reading the paperwork that came with the mask because I thought, oh, I already do tons of breath work. I'm hyper oxygenated all the time because I'm doing like heavy yeah. holotropic breathing and kundalini yoga and all this kind of stuff. But that's, that's cool. I'm on it. I'll start wearing it all the time. Yeah. So it was amazing actually, because in the beginning I put a dehumidifier in the bedroom. I was shocked how much water comes. We exhale. So there's a lot of, you know, coming out of us. Right. We, right. We, uh, that's interesting because a friend of mine, Matt Blackburn, who's, <laughs> I mean, if I'm a biohacker, he's like a biohacker, PhD. Uh, he's, he's badass. Um, but what one of the things that he does is he uses a humidifier in the bedroom at night because as an anti-aging protocol, because according to him, you lose um, so much of your hydration through your skin and through your breathing while you're sleeping. That's why you're so thirsty and dehydrated when you wake up. But according to him, you can hyper hydrate yourself through breathing and through your skin by keeping your room really humid. However, it just occurred to me, if one was to do that, you'd want to use deuterium-depleted water. It's too expensive. In your humidifier, which would be like ridiculously expensive. As the esthetician, yes, that sounded like a good idea to me too, until I met these brilliant scientists who explained to me, and this is what's really amazing. This is what's really wow. And I kind of want my money. I said, can I get my money back on my textbooks and my education? Because yes, this Krebs cycle is to make ATP, but it actually is a hydrogen recycling plant, which means it's constantly recycling hydrogen. So if we get, it's always working. If a deuterium comes in, kick it out and replace it with a regular hydrogen. That's what we're doing, right? We're mostly made of water, but about 30% of the water is extracellular outside of our cells. Most of it is intracellular, which means it's inside our cells. And this metabolic water needs to be low in deuterium. Right, to protect it from getting into the cells and stopping us from living. Mm-hmm. But um, we actually make this metabolic water ourselves, which is really wow. gives us so much power in our life. And we make it by eating fat. We actually convert fat into this deuterium-depleted water that we're having patients purchase in the beginning. It's the fastest way to get them down, but then we train them how that they can continually make their own metabolic water by 
having a high fat diet, which people are still really high fat diet. That's safe. <laughs> people still question that. People still question it. That's funny. I guess yeah. in my circles, everyone's on board with yeah, that now. But do. I, I forget still. about your general public mm-hmm. are still largely brainwashed by the propaganda of the seventies and eighties that was perpetuated by certain interests in the food industry that got everyone to buy low fat food, which is just a total marketing thing that had no basis in reality. That's what's so nice for me to be able to do this to really help people you know find out what's real and what's not real and my friend just came back to me and he um fearful of you know PSA high uh, actually pre-diabetic and you know sent off to the cardiologist for you know possible heart stuff but it wasn't until the PSA went it's the cancer part that really puts what is that PSA the prostate specific antigen right oh. so you know uh, fear of cancer is what motivates people more than heart and and, and other things. I've seen right. diabetes. Right. So he's been on the detoon depleted water and he did adopt a pretty good high-fat diet. We call it actually a detoon depleting ketogenic diet. And uh, he's called me and says, listen, PSA is way down. No problem. Don't have to have biopsy. Don't have to do anything. Wow. No uh, hemoglobin A1C, which is, you know, the... Uh, indication of blood sugar, no problem, no pre-diabetes. His cholesterol is as low as he says. How did my cholesterol get so low? And all I did was eat fat. So oh, that's fascinating. I want to share that. Don't be yeah. af- fat, afraid of eating fat. I've always eaten chiropractic school. They would fight over me because in exams, we have to palpate the spine. I'm the only one that didn't <laughs> plump up and they wanted me as their model so that when they were on exam, they could find my bones. Oh, really? Oh, that's And funny. I'm eating, at, that's all fat, you know. I'm, like, I'm not the fat one here. Wow, They're all eating potato chips out of stress. And I just, you know, I grew up right. on butter. I love butter. And even though I heard it was bad for you, I don't care. It tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> so You didn't fall for the fake news about butter. Yeah. Yeah. And we're teaching people also about cholesterol because that's right. really what's gotten people fearful. Everybody, the first thing they know, want to know when they go to the doctor, what's my right. cholesterol level? Right. So, as deuterium builds up in our bodies, it decreases our cellular energy. But uh, over time, Dr. Q's an immunologist. If it gets into, for example, the thyroid, the three-dimensional structure is different, right? Our body, that can trigger an immune response. What's that in there, right? So, a lot of this autoimmune stuff can be deuterium-related. Cholesterol, one of our major nutrients, cholesterol is um, supposed to be broken down by the sun into pregnenolone, one of our master hormones, which is broken down into our steroid hormones, including vitamin D, and bile salts, which are now allow us to break down fats. Oh, interesting. The, if, wow. If the cholesterol becomes, we call it deuterated cholesterol, mm-hmm. the bonds between the carbons in the cholesterol and hydrogen, the deuterium bonds are seven times stronger. So the sun, you can go in the sun, you can do all these biohacking things, but if you can't, if the bonds are so strong because there's too much deuterium in there, it kind of is unusable cholesterol. Oh, so interesting. As we lower the Unusable deuterium, cholesterol from the standpoint that cholesterol, as you described it, is a nutrient. It's something that we need. Yeah. It's not this satanic, yeah. <laughs> scary thing we need to avoid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. So if you have this deuterated, sounds like, Deuteronomy. If you have this, well, it's um, got a lot to do with it, by the way. But Leslie, I will explain oh that no you. way, that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. So if you have high deuterium in your cholesterol, then the usefulness of that cholesterol—you can't break the bonds down. Okay. It can't be broken that's down into, so into what it was given us to do. Right. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because on my notes here, I did have cholesterol I wanted to talk to you about. Um, largely, per usual, the audience is used to this, I'm sure, but I ask personal questions because <laughs> it's like every interview is actually really a consultation just for me, and I let the audience listen in. You're so smart. I'm halfway kidding. You're so smart. I'm halfway kidding, but no, I really I get a lot of good information that I use. Uh, my last labs for my hormones and all that showed all the cholesterol stuff was like all in the red High, 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 high. And after interviewing enough intelligent people um, like Dr. William Davis, who's a cardiologist, yes. he was like, don't even, he goes, you don't even need to, not only does cholesterol not matter, you don't even need to look at your labs for it. It's just, it's irrelevant. It means nothing. And I'm like, this guy's really smart. He, but that goes against so much of the, of the, you know, knowledge that we used to have coming out of the medical industry. Uh, what he recommended, he said, dude, as long as you're eating a low-sugar, um, high-fat diet from grass-fed meats and grass-fed butter and all that, not not you know canola oil fats, yes. but healthy yes. fats. Right. Um, That's the key. He said, as long as you're doing that, you're eating ve- you're basically eating paleo is what he said. Just yeah. vegetables, quality meats, quality seafood that's not high in metals and toxins. And he said, you can just ignore your cholesterol numbers the rest of your life. I'm like, really? I mean, that's so hard for me to— I think my grandmother's was in— It's hard the, for me to believe. I think my grandmother's was probably in the 400s. She was robust. She lived till 98. You know, she lived on, cooked everything with lard as I do. Right. Yeah. I think that we don't want the oxidized cholesterol that can build up the plaque, which can be due to the sugars, you know, just keep the sugar out and the cholesterol is quite happy to turn into hormones. And even in my practice, women coming in, fertility and hormonal issues before, you know, you used to go to bioidenticals or try to do herbs to help build up their adrenal gland dysfunction and... Frankly, a lot of that, even the thyroid and adrenals, they all work with your metabolism. And some of them are overworking due to lack of cellular energy. So let's get that cellular energy back and give them a break so they can rebuild. But also let's get that cholesterol so you can actually make your own hormones as you used to before it became unusable. So yeah, over a while, I'll give them at least four months. And at that time, they still need some assistance come in then. But start right. out with the basics. Start out with 101 give your body a chance to do what it's supposed to do. So it, would you say for a person of average health that's not having you know any acute or chronic uh, challenges that if they were to get their deuterium tested, to drink the depleted water, say for four months, to do their best to stay on the rest of the protocol, you know, mm-hmm. not eating sugar, carbs, fruit, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, processed food, supplements, all that, uh, is it pretty much a guarantee that every person's going to get down below the safe threshold of deuterium or are some people super finicky and they take much longer or what's what's kind of the time frame of you know getting in the in the within sweet four spot to, within four to six weeks in the pre and the post we see people coming down into the sweet spot wow. there's a few people that don't god that's fast but a lot of those i think are our clients who do really well and they eat out every night at the restaurant and drink their champagne and they want to continue their lifestyle <laughs> right, right. <laughs> lifestyle right. and okay so we can help them live that lifestyle without having all that damage that comes with it but most people do come down that's what's the beauty about this people say to me and what's in this water that makes it so special? So I'd say it's not what's in the water, it's what's not in the water. And sadly, almost all waters are rather high in deuterium in the world we live in now. So yeah. listen, everybody needs to get their deuterium levels tested because it's the 101 place to start to avoid bad stuff from happening and to live a great life. The second part is yeah. everybody actually now in these days has to take some form of action 
to get their determined levels into the into the desired range. Right. You know, sadly, it's not really going to happen. Even eating well and doing all these great things, you saw that yourself. Yeah. How you live, and it was good. Dr. Boyce said it's not your fault. It's really not our fault. We yeah. just live in 2018 in a world where just environmental reasons have caused the world to be high in deuterium. And that's why the numbers have risen with all these chronic conditions. This right. is why. This is the connection. So... Let's, and, not, and let's going, not ignore it. And going back to pre-agriculture and pre, way pre-industrialization mm-hmm. and just toxifying the environment and as a result, our bodies, uh, this wouldn't have been an issue if we were cavemen. I mean, right? We would have not built up this deuterium to, over that threshold where our body now has that catch-22 of not having the energy to deplete it. We would have had the energy mm-hmm. and we'd take on deuterium with certain foods and through the air and through certain waters, but you would just be depleting it all the time. Yes. Because you Yeah, your natural mechanisms were kicking in. They right? weren't bombarded with, you know, slowing everything down. Who knows how long they lived? I mean, you know, they came across fighting each other and, you know, killing each other, I guess, or a bear came along or yeah. um, or they got infections, right? But they yeah. weren't dying from these slow – deaths were pretty quick usually, right? Yeah. They weren't living this last part of their life in fear of how they're <laughs> right. going to stay out of a nursing home and, and fear of how they're going to make – you know, even my friend the other day said, well, because people can live longer with this. She's like, well, we're going to outlive our wallet. I'm like, no, you're going to have the brains and the mindset and the focus and the motivation to continually learn and do new things and be productive in your life. So you're still going to earn money. So yeah, I mean, everybody says life's too short. Maybe it doesn't have to be. And maybe you can can do all those other things. You know, you have one, everybody wants a few careers nowadays, right? Yeah. Maybe you're going to have time. Yeah. And the ability and the energy to do continue on, and you know, well, I'll share tell you what, all your share all your wisdom. <laughs> if I had to choose between dying of grizzly attack versus Alzheimer's, you know what I'm picking? Give yeah. me the grizzly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's but put- now, luckily, we're we're you know, I'm in this safe house in the middle of Los Angeles. There's no outside forces coming to get me, uh, but there are environmental factors and those are the things that lead to these metabolic diseases. We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement. I'd like to remind you to get over to lukestory.com forward slash store. That's where you're going to find a collection of links to every single product that I recommend to keep yourself young and healthy. So whether it be a supplement, to help you sleep, whether it's some biohacking technology, blue blocking glasses, blue blocking light, every single herb you could ever want to know about under the sun. It's all at lukestory.com forward slash store. I've gotten so many requests over the past couple years for my top picks. I just decided to put them all in one place. So at lukestory.com forward slash store, you will find links and in many cases, really sweet discount codes on every single product that I've ever tried and still believe in or even products that I'm still using to this day. So get over to lukestory.com forward slash store. Do your shopping there. You're going to save yourself a lot of hours of arduous research. I've done the work for you. I've vetted every single thing on the site and I believe it is the best of the best, the cream of the crop. So get over there and check it out. It's a great way to save yourself some time and money and also a great way to support the podcast. That's lukestory.com forward slash store. And now back to the interview. 
let's cover a little bit more of the food because I think this was a hard one for me to get my head around, especially having come back from the uh, early days of my health journey in the late 90s and 2000s where it was all about eating uh, raw vegetables and raw fruit and avoiding meat and avoiding fat and all of that, um, especially the fruit piece. I think this is a challenge for a lot of people because you have the old school health experts like David Wolf, who's been on the show, who's all about eating tons of fruit. Uh, you've got people like the medical medium that says the answer to everything is just eating raw fruits and vegetables. The raw foodist movement kind of died out because, frankly, I think a lot of those people ended up having some health challenges as a result yeah. of that long term. But now there's this sort of resurgence of going back to high fruit and things like that. So how could fruit possibly be bad for you? I think is what my question is. I, I actually, uh, my chiropractor early on when I was in pretty much explained to me that um, I was a little bit of a sugar. I, I was getting a bit addicted to sugar actually in my 20s. And I was like, I have to get in my car at four o'clock and go buy chocolate? How pathetic. You have no willpower. Yeah. So I, I really wanted to get off this. And, you know, it was just the sugar. It was like that brain connection with the sugar. So I actually stopped eating fruit a long time ago, more than most people did. I didn't know why. I thought I'm stop eating fruit because of the cravings and the sugar. But now we know that in plants... We have the mitochondria in our body to kind of keep deuterium away. In plants, they have the chloroplast, and that's always pushing the deuterium out of the green part into the fruit. Wow. Now we know why. We all knew eat greens. That's good for you. Right. Now we can explain why. We can explain that green foods are good for you because they push the deuterium out, so you're not consuming so much deuterium. Wow. Sadly, they push it into the really yummy part, which yeah. is the fruit, which we're kind of addicted to. Yeah. But that's what's really important about sweet stuff. Once you taste it, it takes over all your other taste buds and you don't appreciate any other taste anymore and that's all that you want. So for people out there who are like, oh, damn her, I can't eat sugar, hate her, you know, just know that once you can get through it, even if it's a few days, after you do, believe it or not, you do lose your desire for it. You don't crave it so much when you stay away from it. I'm waiting for that to happen to really? me. Well, well, when I first when I first started drinking bulletproof coffee and just becoming ketogenic and high fat, but I didn't even know what that was, but it just happened because I was eating all these good fats first thing in the morning. I have the brain octane oil, yep. which mm -hmm. is a C8 uh, MCT made from coconut oil mm -hmm. and then grass-fed butter. And I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't feel like eating all day. And it definitely satiates you yeah, and your brain. And I, and I didn't, I had those ketones that yes. I was using for fuel rather than glucose all yeah. of a sudden. And over the course of a few months, I thought, wow, this is weird. It's really easy to not eat bread, crackers, chips, all those like carby snacks, and then also just straight up sugar. But then it's almost like I got sort of adapted to the high fat diet to where I'm still eating all the fats, but now I'll still get sugar cravings, you know, too. And I'm like, oh, this is really bad. You're definitely not supposed to eat a high fat diet and then pour a bunch of no. glucose on top of it. It's potentially fairly dangerous. Um, the only thing that I can account for that perhaps happening based on my research is the presence of parasites. Uh, and I do have parasites currently. I'm working on that. And I've heard from multiple sources that are experts on parasites that mm. it's not you craving the sugar, it's the bugs in yeah. your gut that yeast, are craving the sugar. Yeast does that for sure also. If you have yeast overgrowth candida, it just requires it to grow. But right. actually what they are really requiring to grow is deuterium. Deuterium makes things grow. Oh. It actually is what ages us. Children and teenagers need deuterium to grow. 
after a certain age, we're not growing up anymore. So we start to grow out if the deuterium levels are kept going. But bacteria, fungus, viruses, parasites, they require deuterium to grow. So even in my functional medicine practice, we would always go in with test their hormones, test their gut bacteria, test for parasites. I don't do that in the beginning anymore. I deplete their deuterium. I take away the fuel source for all of these things, come back in later and see what's really going on now that they don't have the fuel. Oh, that's fascinating. I'm so excited to do this uh, depletion protocol. And then get your test yeah. done. And, really, and, then, yeah. and then, you know, not Compare. only test the deuterium levels mm-hmm. again, but then go back and test the gut biome yeah. and see what's happening there. Because again, going back to this metabolic energy, uh, we've been exposed to molds, viruses, uh, bacteria, worms, parasites, all of this. That would exist in nature. We'd be fighting that stuff off but we would have the energy to fight it off, yeah. right? When the immune system's compromised, then you have an invader in food or water, such as a various pathogen. And, it's an overload. Right? And your body's like, sorry, we don't have the energy. We're just going to let that parasite burrow in and start yeah. reproducing. And next thing you know, you're making haagen runs at midnight every night, <laughs> kicking yourself in the ass for a lack of willpower when it's those damn parasites. That's those what's great. Round worms in your guts going like, give me sugar. And on a full moon, you know, the parasites yes. will make you oh, do yeah, weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's uh-huh. really fascinating. When I was just in Tahoe, I interviewed um, uh, Dr. Deborah Drake, who's kind of, you know, the doctor behind Amp Coil. And oh my God, she's just such a vast um, wealth of knowledge about parasites and the gut biome and stuff. And the thing she was telling me how, you know, the parasites get into your thyroid and then there's this cascade effect of this thing and that thing. And it was just... It was so fascinating. It became clear to me that it's one of the first lines of defense is getting the bugs out of you. But now I'm agreeing with you, I think. Let's get the metabolic energy taken care of first. Then, if And you the have, fuel. We move right, their fuel. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's right. And mm. removing their fuel, which mm. is this deuterium. Wow, that's a fascinating Yeah, connection. I talked to Dr. Boris about this to really try to figure this out because all of us are really trying to figure out the gut and things like that. And right. I was always trying to find what's the best stool test. You know, I've got um, doctors who are in Vietnam who be- become specialists and you know now they do all the DNA tests and everything. And Dr. Boris just explained, listen, just take away the fuel. And even some of those tests uh, may or may not be that valid based upon the deuterium levels. So... These guys deal with a lot of really serious stuff. Yeah. And if, I thought, if it works for them, let's just help me get all these, listen, all the people I've met, the biggest, infinite wealthy, the rock stars, they all still want more energy. But yeah. so does mom who's trying to get her kids through the, through the day and so does just the general public. They all want more energy to, to have a better life. So my goal is to just really, yeah, we'll still work. And these doctors will always research and help really serious cases but I'm really focusing on fatigue and energy and just energy for a better you, just helping people to be better, have more fun, live a better life and not worry. You know, people are in pain yeah. in inflammation, but they're in, in, in pain of worrying, you know, and they just don't have energy. That's painful. Oh my God, I can't do for my kids what I should be doing for them, you know? And then they have fear of, how am I going to keep going at this rate and still provide for my family? And what's going to happen to me? And where am I going to end up if I get sick? And all these things. And what this is the solution. That's what's so great. This is the solution. Just measure your deuterium, deplete it, so your body has the energy. You don't have to worry about all these things. What are some of the other foods that are high in deuterium? Processed foods are high in deuterium. Carbohydrates 
are high in deuterium, starchy carbohydrates, things that are underneath the ground, potatoes, um, yams. Beet, what about beets? Beets are high. Well, no. because, yeah, beets have good qualities to it, but, yeah, but, they but are essentially high in the beginning, you need to lower your deuterium levels. Now, once you get your deuterium levels into a more acceptable range, then you can handle stuff occasionally. Right. You know, you don't want to bombard yourself every, you don't want to get it low and then push it back in again. Right. But if you can get your mechanisms working again, have some chocolate cake. Have something, unless it messes with your, you know, cravings and stuff. You know, some people <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. have a little bit and they're done for. Well, I but think that's… I can. I can. I can. You know, I… You can just, moderate? I always can, actually. Yeah, I, I, I can just have a little bite and then I'm, oh, that was good. I fixed that. God, but, I I was not born with the, uh, yeah. the power of moderation. Yeah. Okay. So, so, for me, it's just with a lot of things, it's black and white. It's like, okay, yeah. I had to quit that. Like, I'm gonna, I want to punch someone who I see smoking a cigarette. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you smoked. You're like… Oh, I have a cigarette like once a month. I'm like, ah, you bastard! Like, how do you do that? I'm, I'm full on. I'm gonna yeah. smoke. I'm gonna chain smoke all day long. Wake up in the middle of the night, have a cigarette when I take a leak. Like, I'm freaking obsessed. Yeah, so, um, I know so, some people do. But, have it. but it is, it is comforting because when I interviewed the guys about this, um, I mean, you know, I, I walked away going, oh my god, can I do this? I can never have a mango ever again. Or That's sad. You know, That's it's like, it. oh God, I, I, it's almost one of those things. I need to unlearn what I just learned from these guys because it well, sounds so restrictive. Nobody wants to hear that. And also that may push people away that could really benefit from this. So I don't right. want to be that, you know, food strict person. In fact, you can kind of um, compensate and rectify a lot of things once you learn how. If you do happen to go out and eat a big bowl of pasta, then fast the next day. So your body can burn that deuterium up, right? Ah, or, or right, right. you know, I tell people, yes, this deuterium depleted water is fantastic, but if you eat that cookie, it's going to cost you $50 in water to remove it. Right, <laughs> so, right. But in the beginning, I mean, for, for you know, wellness people, they, oh, my own sister did it perfectly though. She just made sense to her and she did it and she had amazing results with weight. She had a very serious job that she was making some mistakes on her cognition, her focus. She had had an MRI done because of severe severe migraines, fear of a tumor. Mm-hmm. They went away. Lots of amazing things. Her boss now calls her in when they hire someone new. Tell them to how to eat so they can handle this job. Some people just get it and they go for it. For people who are ill, this is not really it's a, it's a therapeutic diet. This right. is not this is you have to do it right. It's worth right. doing it right. You will respond if you do it right. Because on the other end, people actually come out of pretty serious situations even better than when they got into it. And I've seen it. We've got patients. I've seen patients come in like really in really pretty rough spaces and they are better now than when we met them. And they are now able to put their focus on other things. They've gone through that. Yes, this is what I have to do. This is what I need to do to have a therapeutic diet to recover from what's going on. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be forever. Cool. So a lot of our patients, they do it for the four months if they're wellness, then their choice is they can get tested once a year and do a month a year if they need to, or they can just go on like a um, much lower PPM, or they can mm-hmm. drink a cup a day. It depends what they choose to kind of maintain their That's levels cool. and their That's lifestyle. That's cool. And, and the testing isn't even that expensive. I mean, it's on, what is it, a couple hundred dollars, two, three hundred dollars or something? Yeah, we've actually lowered the price. We've been able to now, now that we're cool. getting more coming in. We're always trying to make, we want to make this affordable for yeah. everybody. Some of it may not be, but that's why we have a 360-degree approach. We have many methods for lowering deuterium. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, a lot of people will just… How uh, much is the test at the time of this recording? It's $375 for your pre and your post test. Oh, cool. 
So that was before it was like, you know, 650 oh, for both. Now it's 375 for both. Oh, that's both. amazing. It's because we want everybody, this, everybody yeah. needs to do this. So we're just trying to get it going and make it that's affordable cool. for as many people as they can. And honestly, people are prioritized. Once they learn about this, I've got people, I had a 91 year old man call me. And I'm so proud of him because I can barely use the internet. And he's like, I had pneumonia. I never want that again. I went searching how to not, you know, get sick again and he found us. Oh, no I'm way. Like, I'm so proud of you, <laughs> That's you know. Cool. But what I'm really happy about, it is kind of like um, one of one of my concerns is one of my job, what I'm so happy to be able to do is we have credibility, we have background, we have a lot of clinical experience and we want to let people know that this is the real deal. And, you know, I'm glad he found us because unfortunately people do go the internet and there's you know, the inter- social media is a place where everybody can claim to be an expert and there's people out there claiming to be America's leading health person and right you know so I just want people to understand that they can learn from the best yeah they can learn from people who are serious scientists yeah we're just grateful for the opportunity to let people know that you know we have the background and just be careful about where you're getting your information I want to, I'm going to get into a little of that in a moment because mm. I do, you know, you start Googling around and you can find a lot of weird stuff. So you can be I, led astray. It's one of the things I wanted to cover. But yeah. before we move on from that, I just want to emphasize that um, being someone that does a lot of functional medicine testing and things like this, um, that's a really good price for a test that has such a meaningful before and after potential. Yes. Yep. Uh, some of the tests that I do are three or $400 and it's just, I mean, you do them a few times a year and there's no way to really quantify what changed one test from the other. Yeah. So I might do some heavy metal testing, uh, a blood test, which I really like from Quicksilver Scientific. I think my insurance doesn't pay for it, even though I have like the mm-hmm. best insurance available. It just, there are just certain things they don't cover no matter what, such as this particular test. And uh, I think it's 375 bucks and it's like... It's good information. Oh, mm-hmm. damn, my mercury's super high. My lead's really high. Wow, I need to work on this. And then I work on it, but you don't really know a year later which things you did that got your metals down, especially if you're someone like me that's yeah. doing so many things, whereas the test of your deuterium levels says you know exactly what you did to get it down. Yes. You ate a ketogenic diet or the specific mm-hmm. de- de- deuterium-depleted ketogenic diet. You did the water for a period of time. You did the mask. You did the other interventions that are recommended. And then you watch those numbers drop. To me, when you can gamify something and you can quantify the results, that's what helps with compliance and discipline. So now I'm in the grocery store and I'm like, oh, hell no. I just got my deuterium down from 146 to 123. I'm not going to mess with that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need that papaya right now. It really does help with your mindset. It does. And it helps you to be, well, it helps to maintain willpower. It does. You don't even need willpower because it makes too much sense. You're making educated choices rather than taste, yeah. bud, taste bud choices. And with with the test within you know the the, the that um, price range, it's totally doable. And what I have found also is that now I didn't take the direction of Doctor Barosh, who I, I don't know if it was during the interview or after, but he maybe it was after. He goes, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you have an obsession with supplements. Like I think you're addicted to supplements. And I went guilty as charged. Yeah, I used to be a drug addict. Now I'm not. Now I am totally addicted to taking supplements. And he told me you need to stop for 30 days. And I was like, that's awesome. Great idea. I'm totally going to do that. Woke up the next morning. I think one or two days I didn't take my supplements. And then I was like, I can't do it. I And he's right. I'm addicted. So I haven't been able to stop. But 
what I would say to anyone listening who's, you know, the finances are an, an issue, money is, um, you know, a possible a barrier to entry here, is that you could take that $375 or whatever for your deuterium before and after test, quit all your supplements, which, you know, most people I know that aren't even as obsessed as me yep. are spending a hundred to a couple hundred dollars a month on supplements. I would venture to say you could probably quit most of those, eat the recommended diet, spend that money on the test and then on the depleted water. And on your food sources. <clears throat> right. Which is what I've done. Yeah, I was that like that because we study this. This makes sense and I'll take these herbs and I'll do this. And yeah, you want to be healthy. Let's do as much as you can. Right. But many of our patients have said, oh my, I spend so many on supplements each month. I don't, and they've said this. They're getting their health back. And even honestly, functional medicine practitioners that I talk to about this, they say, yeah, I've got them on all these things and still not. It's still not working. Yeah. And they're sick of yeah. me and they're losing patience because they're sick of shoving, buying pills, the expense. <laughs> yeah. They're sick of taking pills and they're sick of not feeling any better and they're losing their patients' confidence. Mm -hmm. And these doctors now, they can go in, start with this, patients feel better quickly, have more faith, more confidence, send more people to them and the doctors end up with stronger, healthier, more robust, more happy patients pretty good for cool. practitioners as well. As cool. Okay. And then for those of you listening, uh, we're of course going to link to ddcenters.com uh, where you can order these tests and you can order the deuterium depleted water, which I want to go into a little bit more. Uh, and to get all of these links, you guys, when you're listening, I'm sure if you're like me, you're driving around, you're on the freeway, on the train, you're here, you're there. And you're like, oh, what's that site? I got to remember that. I got to write it down or screen grab or something. What I used to do with podcasts is I would screen grab the timestamp so that then, and I would text it to myself. So later on, I could go back and listen to the podcast, fast forward oh, to the, you course. know, yeah. 45 minutes and 32 seconds, and then get that link. You guys don't have to do that. I'm going to send you the links from every single show, this one and others, if you just go to lukestory.com forward slash newsletter. I want you guys to know that because. I, I do that because I'm a podcast fan and listener and I learn so much and it's impossible to remember all of these links. So we'll Thanks, put, Luke, for yeah. making it easy for everybody. Well, it's, yeah. it's important. Then it's in your email and you're like, oh, I listened to that show. Cool. Here's yeah. the information on it, you know, and then everything is clickable. I have the links to everything we talk about and I, I pay my production team a lot of money to do those links and to make sure everything's accurate uh, as a service to the listener. So you can find the test that we're referring to and all of that stuff um, if you subscribe to lukestory.com forward slash newsletter. I'm really good about spam too. I'm not going to send you guys a bunch of crazy stuff. Don't worry about that. Unfortunately, I don't really have a lot to sell at the moment, but when I do, I might email you more right now. It's just like, hey, here's a new podcast. It's a lot of giving. You're uh, so not, generous. Well, sharing good information. Well, it's all, you know, I am sharing good information. I understand marketing too. You got to do 10, 10 gives and then one ask, you know, that's, that's kind of always my thing is give 10 times the value and then say, hey, I've got this thing if you want to buy it, you know. Yeah. Technically, I don't have anything to sell right now. So you're just going to get good content until I think of something to sell you guys. Halfway kidding. Uh, okay, so we talked about the food. Then in terms of, and, and, and it's really reassuring to know, like once I'm depleted or one is depleted down to a certain level, then, you know, you can't go crazy and eat a bunch of McDonald's, but you could live a little once in a while. Of course. And then just- And you should. And then, yeah. you know, psychologically, it's just healthier to not mm -hmm. be totally weird and controlling about what you eat, I think. Yeah. Um, and then once a year, we can get tested if we're like, oh shit, been- eating too many apples you know, keeps you, keeps or cupcakes in check. or whatever, then, yeah. okay, I got to deplete again. And then when we see those results, 
it's going to make the compliance easier again, as we it discussed. Does. Okay, so. Not just that, though. As you do change, your brain does change, really. You know, a piece of cake might be put in front of you and you may not even care one day. Right. You never I, know what's going to happen. Well, you know, that happened to me with uh, things like cigarettes and alcohol yeah. and drugs. I mean, you yeah. could sit there with a bottle of vodka and be like, beg me all day to take yeah. a shot. And it's like, I'm not interested. It, 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 so, it, it can happen. Yeah. That, I mean, that's happened with junk food. Yes. I don't drive by Wendy's and be like, oh my God, yeah. a quarter pounder. <laughs> I don't even know what they sell <laughs> if they call them a quarter pounder. But I haven't eaten food like that in literally uh, decades, mm-hmm. you know, and there's no temptation because I know the cost of that is so high. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I want to cover the water though. So uh, so there's the special water you guys sell, um, which is deuterium depleted. So there's different degrees of depletion. And from what I understand, the source of this water, it's originally spring water that mm-hmm. was then like actual spring water, like I drink every day, and I'm a huge proponent of it. Then it goes through this crazy process and some machine that costs a zillion dollars that lowers the deuterium past any water you would ever find in nature. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, correct? It is. Dr. Gabor Shamali, uh, one of our co-founders, he's mm-hmm. a physicist in Europe, and he's really the grandfather of deuterium depletion. He's been studying this and utilizing this for almost 30 years. Wow, really? Yeah. So Damn. that's why we, yeah. But he built the big plant that pulls, and it's a process, you know, yeah. it's where they pull the deuterium out of the water. So it's a deuterium depleted water, which makes it very effective. Um, it's in different ranges because there's a very specific process for certain patients with deuterium depletion and it must be done properly. And that's why we chose to really make sure we share this with physicians so the word gets out correctly. And that's why we have chosen to use Dr. Gabor Shumali's plant because other people will be doing it as soon as something comes out there but we're serious scientists we're only going to use this deuterium depleted water that has had all the clinical research and all the studies behind it's it's the only gmp facility in the world that produces the deuterium depleted water we want the word out properly we don't want any you know body doing the wrong thing so even with patients uh, we take certain conditions and everybody's treated individually based upon their age their height and their weight a little bit of their history what's been going on with them and we track them and follow them along and um, change their uh, protocol along the way if necessary. So it's not something, you know, some people are just telling people go drink this water at the inappropriate PPM and they're just guzzling it and it may not be the best thing for them to do. Right, right. So, so the water that I started on is I think the general level, which mm-hmm. is 85 parts per million deuterium, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then there are varying degrees of depletion that would be sort of prescribed to someone based on other factors right. such as their deuterium levels, their general health. So yeah. if I had come to you guys saying, hey, I got three months to live, I've got brain cancer, I probably would have started on the 25 water. No, actually, that you, no? would, you would, and people do think, oh, the, the sicker more, you are, more the lower number? Yeah. Oh, it's not like that. I'll try to explain it. There's a very specific step-down oh, process for, for cancer patients. As you lower the deuterium levels, you want to make sure that, that those cells are not getting accustomed to that PPM range. that they get used to living in that range so that you know you don't want to go the lowest place because then you've got nowhere to go so there's a very and people are just sending people out it's almost like antibiotics you don't want to take two pills and forget not take the rest because bugs might then thrive in that environment is that a good way to explain it yeah totally so that's why we're training physicians that's why we don't tell people here 
drink this. We want information about you. We know we get that information. If you're a wellness person, then it's a much more simple protocol. Mm -hmm. But if these people have a chronic condition, our scientists take care of them and manage them and make sure they're treated appropriately and that they all have all of the other methods, the 360-degree approach, the therapeutic lifestyle, you know, to get their health back. So in terms of water in general, uh, the audience that's heard me before, if this is your first episode, welcome. If you've been listening for a while, you know I'm obsessed with water. I don't know if it's because I'm a Scorpio or what, but bathing in natural hot springs, um, cold plunges in the middle of the forest and freezing water, ice baths, drinking the most pure spring water, which by the way, the spring water that I drink was tested by uh, the labs here. And it's a 139. That's from LiveSpringWater.com. My friend McCundy, I've been drinking his water forever. It comes from a pristine spring in Oregon. That's a pretty low number for compared you know, to other commercial sources or bottled waters, right? So like that, yeah. if you know, and 139 still not depleted, right? Mm-hmm. That it it's into over your the, what your physiological range should be, yeah. right? Um, so in terms of, you know, a, a daily water to drink, once my levels are down, then I could resume drinking that 139 ppm water relatively safely. Without... As long as you consume really good fats right. to make your own, just yeah. depleted metabolic water, and as long as you don't push a bunch of it in with... Right. Twinkies. Stuff. Yeah. Oreos. Something. Mm, Oreos. Yucky. None of them sound appealing to me. <laughs> oh my God. Oreos? Are you kidding me? No, don't get uh, it. Oreos are just stomach don't get, crack. Just don't get it. Um, no, it's been a long time since I've eaten Oreos. For a while, I was doing like the Paul Newman's organic Oreos, and I thought, it still has gluten in it. It's still wrecking my gut. So, um, but onto the water. Have you guys tested, um, you know, Pellegrino, Avion, Dasani? Have you tested any range of bottled waters? Yes, we have tested many. I don't remember all the yeah. numbers right here. And we have patients sending us all the time, something that they consume all the time. Yeah. We have a lot of people sending us their well water. Is that is, high? Well, actually, I've told them, you know, you can test it now, but you may want to test it in seasons because summertime would be different than wintertime because the wintertime their well is going to be coming from the snow that's melting. Got it. But the summertime, it, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it may be a different PPM, but people love to do that because this is right. great. People can actually take care of themselves. Oh, it's amazing. I have another spring I go to in Big Bear. Um, and those of you that are interested in finding the springs that I use, again, LiveSpringWater.com, or you can go to lukestory.com forward slash 129. That's lukestory.com forward slash 129. And you can download my guide to water. And in there, I give you specs on locations of springs and all sorts of cool stuff. But I'm going to take some... I have my... Oh, can I give you a sample of water sure. today? Of course. Amazing. Because I do want to test my Big Bear Spring. It's mm-hmm. about uh, six, 7,000 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been tested for everything else. It's very low mineral. It, it meets all the criteria that I like. It's, it's very low TDS. There's no pathogens whatsoever. Uh, it's right on the side of the road. When you drive into Big Bear, you can stop and fill your car up. Oh, great. It's amazing. Yeah. But I wanna, I'm want i going to give you a sample it. of that to test it. Let's test it. I'm thinking it'll probably come in around the same as the live spring water. Just intuitively, I feel like it's... The springs are on par in terms of their um, level of excellence. Uh, is the data on other commercial waters going to be made available, or is it available at any time in your any of your PDFs or any of that kind of stuff? We can give the numbers. They may change due to even bottling. When they bottled, it may oh, vary a little bit. Right. That's the thing. That's why you know. I know that Evian water was lower than most of them. I don't know the numbers, but I just know right. I'm, I'm giving Evian. A, you know, yeah, I, I yeah, just yeah. know. But the 
we'll have to get to that point where we're going to see if it's a good idea to send sure. this out to people um, sure. based upon where the water was sourced at the timing it was sourced when it was bottled things like that sure yeah. so but um, testing is great even luke we feel like we're sending right now lots of different foods in we love your friends at Belcampo. we're sending oh, all sorts of different yeah, foods great. we'll have People send us, you know, from farms. They'll send us them. Have you guys tested any any of the fats or anything from Belcampo Farms? It's all it's all it's all been sent. Oh, all, amazing! We, we actually had to collect a lot of different foods because one batch is better for us to send than tiny different batches. But supplement companies also eventually will want to test their supplements for deuterium yeah. levels in order to be able to be top of the line. Oh my you know? God, yeah. I mean, the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Act in Australia, it's a very strict compliance to get high standards. So many supplement companies say, oh, we abide where by the TGA to, you know, right. give people faith that they have really good right. um, processing and standards. But, <laughs> but you know, they, they could be making some things that are fabulous for you, have good benefits, but they may be processing it in a really high deterrent. What The processing, you know, and maybe so eventually we're testing some that i you know that i like you know and yeah. um, um but eventually that's what's that's what supplement companies are going to have to do actually you asked me about the food why we're gmos is also probably Ooh, one of the biggest reasons yeah. why we're accumulating what foods is the package the processed and the carbohydrates and the gmo foods because gmos are made to make things grow fast right and deuterium it's makes things in, grow fast yeah. so the gmos are high in de- foods are high in deuterium so. i just posted on my instagram today a little infographic of the highest gmo foods and it was interesting uh papaya was on there wow. so i was like Who? i would sad. never even think yeah i'd never even think of that and i, I, love, I love papaya, papaya. i do too it's, i used to I eat went it to hawaii when i was a kid thing. and that's the first time i ever had yeah. you know fresh papaya it's and different. It's just, yeah, ever since it's, I mean, it's not like something I eat all the time, but if I find a good organic one, but I thought papaya, GMO, that's weird, Mm. right? You know, corn, soy, you know, some of those that are more the commodity uh, foods that are kept in big bins in Kansas when you drive through there. Um, Those are all GMO, but I was like, oh, papayas they got too? I'm like, you bastards, this Franken food. But, you know, it's, they say if you just, if you eat food that is, has the USDA kind of organic stamp that it's highly unlikely it would be infected with gmos that said uh enter at your own risk when you're eating yeah, things that are on the sus- i mean i don't think any corn personally or soy is good for you that's just my opinion whether it's gmo or not but thank you for for adding that bit mm-hmm. in so people have an idea of what to avoid we'll look forward hopefully to more commercial waters and things being tested so at least if someone's traveling like myself uh, in airports, it's always a dilemma. I was like, oh God, what water am I going to pick? Because it all sucks. That's but- true. But what is amazing, Luke, what? is we all got into this, and I'm guilty of it too, telling everybody to drink more water. And we're learning that we're, we're all eating too much, drinking too much, thinking too much, working too much. We're not sleeping and resting and enjoying enough. We need to do less really. And we need to drink less water. Man went to the watering hole, hole he would have been eaten. Right, we've gotten to. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, they didn't yeah. eat. They didn't drink water. They ate the fat of as much fat as they could. So, which retraining? It, it's habitual. Right. Um, if you're thirsty, wait a little bit. Wait ten minutes to see if it subsides. And frankly, I what? Why water? I didn't touch it. I forget about. It. I don't think about it so much um, because as you eat fat, sixty percent of our water is made inside our body from fat. We don't need. If you eat. Better if you eat more good fats, you're going to produce this water. 
Oh, that's so f- So yeah. you can hopefully go through an airport and not even have to worry about right. buying water. Buy a bar of butter instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I've smuggled butter on the airplane before and I'm sitting there eating or yeah, ghee and yeah. I'm eating scoops of butter. And you the person to. next to me is going like, well, yeah. you maniac. Uh, I that's, think you're allowed to. Is it smuggling? I've taken food on the airplane. I mean, not smuggling. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm saying smuggling because I wrap yeah. it in tin foil so it doesn't yes. get irradiated. I'm a disaster <laughs> when it comes to travel. It's a whole mm. spectacle. Uh, but the reason that the, the water in the airports is important to me is because I take a number of supplements to mitigate the effects, the ill effects of being in an airplane, like my vital reaction, yeah. hydrogen tabs and stuff like that. So I, I, always, I usually buy Avion. And to yeah. me, just intuitively, it's in a hard plastic bottle. It's more inert, less mm. leaching going on. And um, it comes from an aquifer, technically not a spring, which is less than ideal spring being the most ideal. But compared to the other waters, typically that are available in an airport, I think that's the best source. Um, so people... People um, often ask me about that. So we can look forward to maybe a bit more research on some of the different waters. Uh, if people at home are on a well or on um, municipal water that's hopefully, for God help us, being filtered extensively, I would not drink any form of tap water that's not like heavily filtered. Uh, again, lukestory.com forward slash 129. I'll recommend all my top filters and stuff. But what I'd recommend to people is if you're drinking your municipal water filtered or not, uh, hopefully it is, that you could send the water in, a sample in, and have it tested. Then they'll know. Yeah, and then, you know, you can have another intervention. Like my my mom, who I've, I told you about, uh, lives in Sonoma County, and I just went to visit her, and she has late-stage Lyme disease forever. I'm working with her with the amp coil. And I didn't want to overload her with too much at once. I just wanted to show up there with the amp coil and yep. just teach her how to use that and not bitch about her food or water or try to be controlling with her in any way because it would have overwhelmed her. Sure. And I'm like, hey, mom, just curious, what kind of, what are you drinking for water? And she's like, oh, I have a filter. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, and she had a decent, like one of those jug type filters, but I'm, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, that's great. And inside of like dying, my codependent slash caring, controlling yeah. self was like, oh, my God, I got to do something about her water. She had a shitty filter, but even if she had the best filter ever, it's likely that the municipal water in her town is going to be super high in deuterium, you right? You can't filter out the deuterium. Yeah, That's the problem. It's no not matter a what, toxin. We have people sending us all these things that they're doing and they're like, <laughs> right. that's nice, but it's not, it's not going to make it, it's not going to make it therapeutically beneficial. Maybe it's deuterium depleted because it's one PPM lower. Yes. Okay. That means it's deuterium depleted. It's not right. going to make any change. Right. And, you know, people are doing all sorts of, you know, good for them. They're trying, but yeah. we're also trying to let people know, maybe put your efforts into this instead. This might be a better way for you. To- <laughs> well, you could take, yeah, I mean, if you get a proper whole house filter, you're looking at 1000 to $3,000. If you're looking at a proper under-the-sink filter that really works, that's really good, like from Omica, Pristine Hydro, or Ophora Water in Santa Barbara, you're looking at eight hundred to two thousand dollars for under sink, but you could take that same money and just buy yourself, you know, a few, a couple, a few months supply of deuterium depleted water. Get on that, and then get on some good spring water at home. So ultimately, the conclusion yeah. of the story with mom is I just shut up and waited for a solution. And last night I was like, wait a minute, I think live spring water delivers in my mom's area. Texted McCunde, the owner. He's like, yeah, that's our biggest market is Sonoma County. No problem. We'll hook your mom up. So problem solved. She's going to get on the 139 uh, mm-hmm. parts per million until I get her feeling good enough yeah. where I can convince her to do the deuterium yeah. depletion protocol. I which, take it home in a suitcase when do. I go home to my mom. 
Well, that's what's I, funny. Is, I lug it there because, you know, it's heavy. I only see you drinking the depleted water every time you're over. And now I'm just going to stop offering you tea and coffee because you're like, no, I have my own water. I actually never drank coffee anyway. I always had plenty of energy too much, but then. do you? So do you only drink the deuterium depleted water now? Yeah, and I drink even less less water. Right, yeah. because of what I you were just talking about. I actually always really only drank water. I never drank coffee or tea. I always... That was my thing. I really only drank water anyway, so that's not Got a big it. change for me. But um, and then yeah. what about? Um, so you know, we can we could say it's likely that if you're drinking any sort of tap derived water, that it's going to be high in deuterium, even if it's filtered, because it filters and take it out. Huh. High quality spring water is going to be pretty low in most cases. What about? Because this is what was interesting when I went on the protocol is you guys are like, yeah, no more bottled drinks because guess what? Those are all made with tap water that's really high deuterium. So I've not had any kombucha. Yeah. I've not had any sort of tasty drinks from the health food store or anything like that. I have not had anything except this water. We have to retest you soon, but that's what's really important for people to know. Yeah. This is the basics. This is extremely important. This will determine how your body's going to go in this world this way or this way. Mm -hmm. So is it worth it or not? Do right. you really need to drink that stuff? Well, you know, it's not? funny. I What I realized is, is a, a couple things is that, oh my God, I must've been spending a fortune on stupid bottled drinks at the health food store. It's People like, are spending a fortune on juicing. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I buy like a $14 juice or something Which and then I buy a $6 kombucha and this yeah. and that. And since I'm like on this particular protocol right now, I've just let all that go. I go, oh my God, yeah. I've probably been drinking a lot of deuterium thinking I was being healthy. A, B, I'm wasting so much money. It's very freeing, Luke, when you get down to the basics, you go, oh, I don't have to do all these other things that I was doing to try to be healthy when this is the essential thing to know. Right. Makes it simple. So right now, uh, when you heard someone knock on my door, that was a uh, some sort of shipping company delivering my fresh box of Arizona grass-raised beef yeah. uh, uh, bone broth. It's yeah. sent frozen. Mm -hmm. It's I've searched the world over for the highest quality bone broth. There are others that I like, Kettle and Fire, other ones, by the way, if you're listening, that are less expensive, shelf-stable, that are also quality. But this stuff is like the chronic bone broth. And I've been, I've been, you know, I drink it four quarts of it a week, mm. I think I get, and uh, which is quite a lot, but it does my body good. But then I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, this is, it's triple filtered water. I grilled the owner. I interviewed him a while ago and I'm like, where's the water come from? He's like, let me check. It's triple filter, reverse osmosis, this and that. Originally it's well water that then they filter. And so I'm, I'm drinking my bone broth and I was like, oh shit, this still has water in it and I'm on the deuterium depleted protocol. So it's safe to say that even soups and things like that that are made with, you know, if you see the ingredients that says water or filtered water, that it's likely that that's also high in deuterium. So if one is in the process of depletion, which I currently am, would they be generally advised to avoid soups and broths and things that are also made with tap water ultimately? If you were really ill... Yes, okay. definitely. If you were really ill and you, if you were fighting for your life and you needed all this cellular energy to regain your health back, no, you would have a therapeutic diet and you wouldn't be consuming stuff that was made with deuterium depleted water, deuterium load laden water. Yeah. You're healthy, your numbers are a bit high, but it's not at that range where you have a really metabolic dysfunction and you're also doing something to counteract it by consuming the water and by increasing your fat intake. Right. Um, if you were ill, I would say no, but... You're, 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 as soon as we test you, I know you, 
I know your numbers are going to be in a good range, right. even by doing that. And I tell our patients, listen, just consume this water only. If you want to make coffee or tea, make it with the lid on so you're not boiling it off. But soups and stuff like that, it gets expensive. So right. let's do the best we can. So with- be reasonable about yeah. it. What I do when I make coffee is I'll use the 85 parts per million depleted water. And I do about half that and then half my spring water. Right. And I'll do that if I make a smoothie or an elixir or something like right. that. So I know at least it's not deuterium heavy. It's still going to be depleted. That but 85 ppm is going to yeah. bring your levels down. It's giving you a lot okay. of, it's giving you quite a bit of room for um, fun. Okay. okay, good. Don't tell <laughs> me that. Don't tell me that. Okay. Be like, yes, Luke, no bone broth. Because we want you below 130 ppm right. and lower even. And we're right. seeing that. I mean, we're seeing really amazing. What's the lowest number you've seen someone achieve after a, um, a stint of, uh, of um, depletion? We have athletes that are in their 70s. What? Yeah, athletes are really Oh my God, I we want actually that. Have, um, we've put together a clinical study on a, on a major professional athlete who's done incredibly well. He was um, retired from a multi-million dollar contract because got sick from overdoing it. Wow. And uh, his physician was trained in what we do and we've just done a study on him and people will be able to see that. Will you be able to use his name, by the way, when you put it out or is it going to be like, you know? Highly likely if he gives permission. Oh, cool. Highly likely. He's just so amazed that he got his life back. and Because um, that's meaningful when yeah. someone sees, you know, yeah. a sports star, a really yeah. high performance person, mm-hmm. actor, celebrity or something. And you, it's great for a company, of course, when you can... When you can use their name and say, hey, such yeah. and such person was here and now they're there. It's it's inspirational for people. So It's funny. Some of our, and I respect some of our cancer patients, you know, they just, they don't want to be, you know, they've come so far, but still, you know, they're just, they're careful in telling their story. I don't know if it's they're worried, if they put it out or, or how they look, things like that. But yeah. we have a lot of people telling us via email, you know, right. but actually putting their face on it. Sometimes a little bit yeah. more difficult. Well, for some hopefully people. one of these star athletes lets you. Uh, he probably will, but I don't bit. know, so I don't want to say. Yeah, yeah, like, no, it's cool. It's cool. Privacy. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll wait. So you talked a little bit about well, when a company makes supplements, that it's it's likely that if they're synthetic, they're going to be higher in deuterium, and that um, I wanted to just reemphasize that that if there are people listening, entrepreneurs, people that are into health and wellness. I would think that as this emerges as a viable uh, health issue and a health intervention, that this is going to be a great marketing ploy, not a ploy in, in a negative sense, but a marketing tool that a company could say, hey, we're, you know, we test to the highest standards because many companies do that make herbs and things. We test for mold, metals, bacteria, pathogens, et cetera. I always look for that when I'm mm-hmm. buying a supplement. Uh, but no one in the known universe, to my knowledge, has come out and say, hey, this supplement, whether yeah. it be pill, powder, whatever, uh, is low in deuterium. So it will happen. Wouldn't, it's and not all, going to be cool. All these companies want to do the right thing. They want to provide right. something that's going to benefit mankind. They just didn't know about this part of it. So this is great. Yeah. They're going to learn and it's going to benefit everybody. Um, in terms of just a basic rule of thumb, if someone did want to still take herbs and supplements and things like that, is it safe to say that if something is more in its natural state or an extract of say a medicinal mushroom or ashwagandha or something like that, an Ayurvedic or Chinese herb that if it's if it's a plant-based extract that it's less likely to have deuterium versus a synthetic vitamin B or something like that? It's highly likely because it's often going to be plant-based, Okay, right? Herbs are you know, God's gift from nature to us. Right. However, as we process them, if we process them in, in high deuterium water, you will be adding deuterium to that, you know, that 
pill or that however capsule, however however right. it comes. Right. So I think um, about that because with that's some why of, I hold off. I hold off <laughs> with some of my extracts that are in a little dropper. They're often made with um, water will be mm-hmm. one of the ingredients. And then they have vegetable glycerin, which is very nebulous. Some glycerin safe, some not. Some of it's a byproduct from other industries. It gets gnarly. But uh, now I'm starting to become aware of that. I go like, oh, what does that mean when it says it has alcohol or water or glycerin as a carrier or just you know something to give it some bulk? So it's interesting. But um, it's I, good you're I, thinking that way, though. You're thinking. Sure. sure. I, I mean, I yeah. am because now I have a sense of responsibility too because I have things on my website I don't sell, but things I recommend and right. I'm giving various products the stamp of my approval. And so it's not just, oh, for me, because I'm sort of reckless with myself sometimes, to be honest, but I never want to recommend anything until I know that it's the best of the best yeah. and in its class. That's great. So Even in my practice when yeah. I started this, patients didn't need me anymore. <laughs> You put yourself People out of are coming in with pain and they're feeling good. Now they right. come for maintenance and right. that's okay. You know, I've got really, I'm very fortunate. I've got, I loved it. I love having this. It's kind of a little bit selfish. You get this instant gratification from your patients. I feel good. I feel good. That's part of why you enjoy doing this job. Right. But this is bigger. This is really fun. This is really important. And um, yeah, I'm really appreciating being able to share this. I am too. So in terms of, uh, animals. I wanted to cover this. I went into it, I think, a little bit with the guys uh, in Q's history in Austin when he was mm-hmm. working with cancer dogs Keto and stuff like sanctuary. that. Keto yeah. Pet Sanctuary. He talked a little bit about it, but then we moved. There were so many things to cover, but I've been exclusively uh, giving my dog Cookie over here uh, the deuterium depleted water. Now, we took a trip and she was drinking the water of the other dog where we were staying, and so I was annoyed by that, but I had let it slide. But she's been doing the depleted water, and I've got to say there's one definitive difference I've noticed with her. Her allergies, her sneezing and scratching has dramatically improved. And I haven't done much else. I've been Mm. feeding her the same great raw, you know, crazy, amazing raw local food, which is keto food. There's no grains or anything undog friendly in it. And the fat will help that also. I did, when I came in, I could see she was biting a little bit. She was still, she was God, God damn it, there goes my theory. Today. But no, it will. She's, got, it. she's gotten a lot better. Yeah, she will. So would you advise, in addition to giving her the water, that I even add a little fat to her yeah, food? I, like, would, I would add it slowly so it doesn't okay. create diarrhea all quickly. Right, because I've done that you know, yeah. before. I give my dog too much ghee or butter or coconut oil or something, and then they get the runs and so just in, just problematic. Just increase it incrementally, slowly. Okay. So that won't happen. Right. But yes, Dr. Q was uh, the co-founder of the Keto Pet Sanctuary where they took 100 dogs with naturally occurring cancers and he treated them with his ketogenic at the time. Now he's learned it needs to be a deuterium-depleting diet and mm-hmm. deuterium-depleted water and some other methods. And successfully, you know, dogs did not get metastasis or die from cancer. And Is that it- was that's incredible. I love that story. Is it is it is it possible to test your pet for their levels? Or can we you... have vets actually that test the urine. Oh, yeah. they can do the we urine because I was urine. thinking about yeah. how do you get the breath test? No, we have vets. Or the saliva. We from have a vets dog. who've had dogs who the little smaller dogs do better because it's less expensive to give them the deuterium depleted water. Than the big, oh big yeah, because the like a Great Dane is going to drink a freaking so half a liter have a done day. Well. But yeah, but Doctor. Q mostly did it with with his ketogenic diet. I mean, that was because the the dogs couldn't drive to McDonald's and eat anything else. They could only eat, you know, they were 
very compliant with, yeah. the, with their program. A controlled group, a controlled yeah. study. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's really did all the clinical research on the benefits, you know, on the ketogenic diet. And that's why the people that funded him decided this is going to become the most famous diet. And their whole social media program made it so. Wow. But now, once he met Dr. Burris, and Dr. Q used to make these ketogenic meals to be shipped nationwide for cancer patients because they're too sick, they're too ill, and they had to have the right proportions. Mm-hmm. But that's all gone away because now he realized it has to be a deuterium-depleting ketotherapeutic diet. So it's all changing a little bit. So right. our job now is actually kind of to get out there and rectify some of the information that's out there by some people who are not necessarily the experts, but are sharing information on the famous ketogenic diet. We want to make sure it's right. out there properly. In know. terms of pets and animals, as it's safe to say that the vast majority of humans living today are going to have very high levels of deuterium, would this be true also in the world of pets? I mean, are people's cats and dogs going to be high because they've been fed grains and almost all dogs get cancer like that's what they die from most dogs die from cancer right you know uh, our dogs all got died from cancer because our parents had enough kids to feed let alone dogs they were fed pal out of the can yeah. you know i remember seeing tumors all over the abdomen of our dogs um so people love their pets they need to learn how to feed them in a deuterium depleting way it may cost you a little bit more but they're children to a lot of people now. Oh, and my, I'm obsessed with my dog. They, you have, they, they <laughs> like want to know. It's they, ridiculous. Actually, um, preventer, the, Dr. Gabor Shemali in Hungary, his uh, preventer water is actually a drug for animals. It's a cancer drug. It's made The water? A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. So can I just feed cookie depleted water exclusively indefinitely or would that get weird? I mean, should I do it for a period of time? And yeah, then... we would get you on a very, very low PPM where you would actually just dilute it with regular water. Okay. Just, you know, every now and then we test cookies levels, but you know, you're, you're going to have cookie the... on such a good diet that it's not going to be... Oh, I'm, I feel almost guilty because her diet is probably better than the vast majority of humans living on the planet today in third world countries probably. and stuff. But yeah. hey, she's karmically, I guess, has arrived here with that privilege. Yeah. Uh, so right now I'm giving her the 85 water. I, can I just keep doing that undiluted or is that... I would probably dilute it. She probably doesn't aggressive. need to be. Yeah, it's probably okay. unnecessary. It's probably okay. not that necessary. Overkill yeah. and a waste of money. Because mm-hmm. the water is relatively expensive. When you think about it, this is, I have this conversation every yeah. day with people. Because that's the thing where I'm already getting pushback from people. Like, what? A couple hundred dollars for what? They don't get it because they think that it's just... They understand that it's not just water. It's a therapeutic medicinal water that's going to replace all your supplements. But maybe yeah. give us a little bit on well, that. Well, because I am talking to ill people and they've pretty much tried and they're, you know, they're... But I... And, you know, I get, wow, that that's much for water. I just say... You're not purchasing water. It only comes in the form of water. Luckily, it's easier to take. It doesn't have side effects. But you're actually purchasing the ability of all of your cells to function as they did 15, 20 years ago. You're purchasing the ability of your immune system to function as it did when you were younger, when it was much more able to produce natural killer cells and go out and, you know, eat up cancer cells and eat up inflammation and infections. Right. It's kind of priceless, in a way, um, well, it is priceless. And if it came in the form of a pill, it would be tens of thousands of dollars. I just have to help people get their priority around what this is. Yeah. Um, and me personally, when I got fatigued, I had trouble working. I bounced back. I make got back into making money so much, you know, rather than I would have paid way more for it, for what I got out of it. So right. it's just, you know, I have to really 
explain properly what it is, what it's doing to your body. And then they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's really worth it for me to do this. This is the most important thing that I need to do. And whatever it takes, I'm going to make this happen. Right. And that's what's happening a lot. I mean, we are not getting many people saying, I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, as I said, I if I quit all the supplements, I'd be living large. I'd be like, oh, this water's nothing. Yeah. But because I haven't stopped spending in those other areas, it's like, oh, this is a little added expense that I need to account for yeah. on a monthly basis. You're just basis. having trouble letting go of those things, but hopefully just yeah. learning more, reiterating that this is 101. This is how your body's really going to get the cellular energy so you don't have to chase stuff with all these supplements. And in fact, that's a lot of effort for your body to break them down also. I, you and, mentioned that earlier and you know what? I've never thought about that. To me, it's all, to with I it. always think of this this radical load of supplementation that I typically uh, ingest in that, oh, I'm just giving my body all this extra stuff. But I never thought about the cost of the processing mm-hmm. of the body, identifying what that is, utilizing Mass all Mass confusion these, going on Right? <laughs> I mean, and that's... That, just today, the amount of stuff I took, I was actually feeling a little weird. I went to my Kundalini yoga class and I was like, whoa, damn, I took a lot of, not, I mean, not really supplements, but even just plant-derived things. On and, an empty stomach, sometimes it's a bit much. Yeah, I do it on an empty stomach <laughs> on purpose. But I took such a combination of things today, mostly natural, but also just so many different things and there's no telling how those interactions are. Now I feel pretty great now, but you know, earlier today I was like, wow, that was this is intense. I don't feel entirely myself. You know, it was like mind. You may altering. need to pick a few in the beginning just to wean <laughs> yeah. yourself down. Yeah. We may have to talk. We can look. We can talk and say, yeah. listen, okay, this might be something that's gonna be important for now. And this you just let this go. It's not yeah. really benefiting from it. It's kind of unnecessary. It might even be messing you up. We, I can, think, we can go through that. I think that would be good. Mm-hmm. Well, today it was, I did two things that were, well, actually three things that were potentially psychoactive. And I wouldn't say that I was high today because I don't get high. I'm very careful to not pass that threshold. But I did microdose psilocybin. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very, when I say micro, I'm not like, oh, half a gram. No, like one-tenth of a gram. Uh, which is not enough to get, maybe Cookie would get high off that, but no adult human would, it's just impossible to get like, you know, Mm -hmm. mind altering um, noticeably. And then also did uh, a lot of CBD without THC, a few droppers of that. And then also a micro dose of a CBD made from cannabis, not hemp that does have THC, which I'm very careful about taking a small dose. So there was those two. And then also um, I did a little bit of Kratom, uh, or some people call kratom, which is a leaf that's just ground up from Southeast Asia, which does potentially have psychoactive and and actually pain-killing capacities. But again, in a microdose, not psychoactive, not mind-altering. But a few of those things plus a few supplements changes the way you feel. And then you get into kundalini yoga class, and then I went to cryo. And mm-hmm. after that whole experience and having ingested all of those sort of you know somewhat powerful um, uh, uh, elements... I definitely felt interesting. Bliss? Yeah, I mean, I feel good, happy. Yeah, for sure. But but at certain points going like, hmm, this is interesting. I feel different. I mean, I've altered the way that I feel. But you got up with the intention of changing. Like, you know, why? Why all of those things? I mean, I understand yoga and all those things. But why take, why? What was the purpose? Why were you... Because I love to experiment okay. on myself. All right, experiment. It's, it's, it's sort of curiosity. It's like, well, I know what it feels like to take this one thing. I know what it feels like to take 
one thing, two things, three things. What about if I add this fourth? Let me see how that goes. Mm. Okay, you really are experimenting. You're well, doing, I, and then you're listening and you're seeing what's making changes. Yeah, and I see sometimes it's like, oh, that's not necessary. Let me just do the one thing. Or it depends what, what I'm doing that day. Today, if I had a bunch of admin work, I wouldn't have taken such an exploratory venture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew that all I really had to do today was have an enlightening conversation with you. So I sort of turned on the parts of myself that are more flow state and creative and right. you know, emotionally fulfilling and put you in a positive mood and things right. like that. Where on another day, I probably wouldn't do any of that stuff. And I would just do something that helps me focus, you know, like my um, qualia, which is an all natural uh, brain enhancement supplement that I love. It's amazing. Um, but I would probably just do that and have a bulletproof coffee in the morning. And I'm good. So it sort of depends on what my goals are. Right. But I'm also, you know, taking one for the team in a sense and being the canary in a coal mine. So when other people are curious about some of these other modalities or substances, I can be the guy that said, hey, I've been there. You don't need to do like I did and take five majorly powerful things all at once. You are taking one for the team. Yeah, I'm like, just, you know what? I've experimented. I've done the research. All you need to do is this one thing if this is what your goal is today. Yeah. You know, if, I think that's that's yeah. what you want to do. If you if you have pain in your body, then I would recommend a very small dose, about a gram of kratom. You won't get high. You'll feel slightly stimulated, almost like caffeine, but the pain in your body will go away like you took a Vicodin or a bunch of aspirin or ibuprofen. So if that's someone's goal, I could say take the kratom, but I wouldn't tell that person, yeah, microdose psilocybin or microdose THC or you know, CBD or whatever. You don't need to do all the things at once. You just find the thing, the tool that fits the job. Right. Anyway, there's my diet. You're doing that. great stuff no matter what. Your life, <laughs> you are doing, just wake up every day knowing you are teaching people, you're motivating people, you're sharing. Just, that's all you need. It you're is. doing great stuff. You I, feel thank great. You. you look great. You're exercising. You're depleting your tattoo. What else do you need? I'm having a pretty amazing life. Yeah, I got to say. Are. Uh, there's one thing I wanted to to ask you before we close, and it's funny when we when we started this thing, I said, "Oh, it'll you know it should be about an hour," and I'm like, "I don't think any of my episodes can be an hour anymore." I'm going to stop telling guests that because You're so inquisitive, yeah. Well, I just I meet so many fascinating people like yourself, this, and it's the, I can't keep it to an hour because I'm so curious. Well, about for the first time in my things. life, I really have something to say. I'm pretty I'm intrip- I'm quiet. I don't like to talk, but I'm like shame, and you have to share. This is this is. What Very sign important. are you? Virgo. Virgo? Oh, really? Your birthday's around now-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just cool. had mine. I oh. came to America and they gave me a whole long weekend holiday, Labor Day weekend. For <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's funny. Uh, I my, Both my parents are Virgos. Oh, yeah. And I get, s- I'm a Scorpio. I get along very well with Virgos and Libras and other Scorpios. Those mm-hmm. are my top three signs. Huh. Yeah. Most of my close friends and intimate relationships and almost invariably will be one of those three signs. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting how it works yeah. out like that. Uh, what I wanted to ask you was, you talked about the 360 approach and and um, how movement and light and things like that are also incorporated into the depletion protocol and the sustenance of living as a depleted uh, person. How does the um, sun exposure and then also red light therapy, like our friends at Juve, who we love, who tried to introduce me to you guys, and I yeah. was like, "Yeah, I know, I'm getting there, I'm getting there." And then Bill came in and was like, "No, yeah. you need to do this now." Yeah. But 
shout out to the guys. We at love Duke. that whole family. They're, they're amazing. Family. They're great Both guys. Yeah, physically and mentally healthy, and just, I was like, "Who's your mom? She's <laughs> right, who's your mom? they're from the Midwest. I know, and their mother's why. Yeah, I don't know if you know this because you're from Australia. You may have figured it out after 35 years here, but. I swear, people from the Midwest of the United States of America are some solid-ass people. My Midwest, they show up on time. That's what I'm saying. They don't walk in the door with junk. They get treated <laughs> and they appreciative. And Have they, you noticed that from your I patients as well? Yeah, I love them. It's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And I, I think no what drama. it is, to digress a little bit, I think what it is is it's almost as if the more scattered people that are more adventurous and as a result sometimes flaky or psychotic, on the other end of the spectrum, migrate towards the coast. And we all end up in LA and New York. Some amazing, talented people, but the salt of the earth people, I don't know, their formative years, they seem to kind of stay in their small city or small town in the Midwest. And then maybe eventually, like the guys in Juve, they move to Orange County. So by the time they hit us, they're 35, 40 years yeah. old. Their character- They're from established. The, yeah, mm-hmm. their character's been established. They have integrity. They look you in the eye. They're honest. They're trustworthy. Not all people. I'm totally yes. generalizing, but I observe people. It's just what I do, and I can't help notice these things. So that's my theory, is that those old school American uh, Judeo-Christian values have been instilled in that culture, and they tend to remain intact even when those people migrate. But people like myself <laughs> that didn't grow up with any sort of tether to reality in my home life at all or any sort of, well, I won't I want to give my parents a little credit. They did give me some, you know, the, the underpinnings of a good character, but I diverted from that for various reasons. But definitely friends that I have that are kind of from small towns in the Midwest, they're just, they were just raised with a certain way of interacting with the yeah. world that is observable. And as an employer... I've noticed over the years, my partner, Lauren, I always talk about this. When we would interview people, we were so excited if they were from Indiana or Illinois or Kansas. We'd be like, you're in. And you could almost guarantee they were going to be a great addition to the team if they were from that part of the country. It's just weird. It's pretty reliable. It's trippy, right? Yeah. So anyway, total digression there. So the sun. Back to the sun and the red light therapy. And and I want to talk about the juve because I just recorded an episode with those guys uh, which audience listening, that will be coming out after this one. So you can look forward to a whole episode about red light therapy. But when it comes to the angle of um, deuterium depletion, how does the light thing play into it? Yeah. So the sun. Uh, first of all, we're all nature deficient in general. You know, we are not, you know, we're closed indoors and out of nature way too much. So we recommend uh, try, if you can. And it's easier here in California, getting into the sun first thing in the morning to establish your circadian rhythm, getting that sunlight into your eyes without glasses or or contact lenses. And then I encourage patients, if they can, to get out in the sun during 10 a.m. to 2 where they'll get that uh, benefit of the vitamin D from the sun on as much skin exposure as they can, even if it's 10 minutes a day, it'll build up, right? And it's a natural form of vitamin <laughs> You see that little chair behind you on, oh, my, that's your on spot? my porch? Oh. Yeah, it's it's just low enough where oh. I can be naked out that's there. Rent. At least and you got yeah, that. Yeah, I'll kind of peek around and be like, I hope, you know, especially with the men have to be careful these days. You don't want to be exposing yeah. yourself in Hollywood. You know? yeah. Unless you're a big director, then you can probably get away with it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Well, at least Not you're doing really. it. I'm lucky I have a yard. But I do. I'd I like to get out there and get naked, but I am, you know, I'm always paranoid a neighbor's going to be able to see, but I, I sit out there in the sun and yeah. I mean, it's it's my nourishment. I mean, yep. that's my medicine. So yeah. you're speaking you're speaking my language there. Yeah, it does make you 
feel good, but it also does a lot of good for us. But when I met the Juve people as a facialist, we always used red light therapy for collagen production. Oh, interesting. As a chiropractor, we always used uh, infrared therapies for, you know, collagen production and and, uh, for healing and inflammation. So Mm -hmm. I thought, these guys, why didn't I think of that? They're so smart. Now you can have this in your own home. You don't have to go into a clinic with a small spot areas being treated. Right. And particularly, I hate the cold and I'm even in California, I'm not going to be out there in wintertime. So it's fantastic. If you, people can get these in their homes, you can get that um, red light, you know, in your eyes first thing in the morning, before you do anything, before you get dressed. And uh, you can also, for the collagen, you know, my face is right in front of that for the collagen production. Yeah. But you're getting all that full body exposure. They Men use it for uh, increased testosterone production. I mean, it has so many benefits that all the juve people will tell you about. but we we're learning that you know all of you know it's just another biohacking method which is so fabulous that everybody's learning all these ways to live a longer better healthier life and not go down that path with all this biohacking but they love we love each other juven uh, because we're really working together with the mitochondria because light actually moves via resonance like sound waves light waves hmm. we actually have receptors light receptors in our gut how does the light get from the skin into the gut via the way, the frequency, the way it moves? If we have a lot of deuterium in there, it'll bump into them and that frequency will change. You're not going to benefit so much from the sunlight. So all of the biohacking things that we do benefit from biohacking number one, having low deuterium levels. They all respond faster. And we've met a lot of people who have come to us. I'm biohacking. I've done all these things. And yes, I feel better, but they've been doing it for four years. Right, right. Two months, I meet them. Two months afterwards, they're completely transformed, no pain, doing things they weren't doing. So, you know, it's great. Do all these biohacking things. But if you really want to get the most out of them or benefit them from them faster or get the fast track is to do the deuterium depletion. But the combination of deuterium depletion and the light therapy, the juve light therapy, great thing. Do it by cool. yourself at home. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot of benefits from using the juve. It's back here in my... Uh, man cave slash podcast studio. One of the main things is my testosterone based on lab results is off the charts. It's amazing. It's the only major intervention that I've done that right. you could, you know, uh, account for such a drastic increase in the blood levels of testosterone and free testosterone. But what I've noticed uh, from the feedback from other people is my skin. You mentioned the the beauty element of it, which was totally not my intention. I'm not that worried about the way mm. I look. I feel for 47, I'm doing all right. I don't really give that yeah. much attention to it. I would prefer not to go bald. That's one thing I'm a little touchy about as far as my vanity, but uh, you know, wrinkles and stuff or whatever. But I get comments on my skin all the time. Oh my God, you're 47. You have amazing skin. I go, what have I been doing? I go, ah, it's that freaking juve. Cause yeah. I put my face up to it mm-hmm. at least once a day for 10 minutes, yeah. if not twice a day. And I do. I turn my face and my head and I'm getting that full... It helps to build the collagen. Right? Skin. I feel yeah. like my skin is quite taut and yeah. I don't have a lot of wrinkles for someone Yeah, it my doesn't age. take much. If you can get the Juve device, it's a great thing you have at home. And, and when I first got off, I thought, how am I, I going to stand here? You know, I've got things to do. So yeah, yeah. I, it actually has benefited me in more ways than the Juve actually gives me in that I do my weights while I'm on it. That's right? what I do. So I get double benefit, yeah. you know, while I'm on it. Or Stacking. I stretch or you know, meditate or I do things that I wouldn't be doing because I'd be rushing off into doing something else. So it forces me to do some of the other stuff. That's so great. I'm, multi- I'm, I'm not, 
I'm trying not to multitask anymore because it's just too much. We do it. It's too much. Right. But that's something that helps me stay put in front of that Juve device and get the benefit from it while I build muscle. That's great advice. I do the same thing. I have my little, uh, what are they, 10 or 15 pound little uh-huh. dumbbells. And yeah. I just sit there and crank those, yeah. you know, and stand in front of it. And uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, okay. Well, damn, I feel like I pretty much covered everything I wanted to cover with you and then some. I don't see anything on my list here that I'm going to, sometimes I, I like, oh, I don't need my list. And then you'll leave. And I'm like, ah, oh, God damn it. I didn't ask about that one thing, but I, I really feel like we, we covered a lot of ground There's always here. a bit more, but we just have to be happy that we've yeah. just got people's attention and got them informed of something really important. And there's always more to learn and share. Well, listen, between your episode here today, which, you know, thankfully went on longer than I, or you planned. So it's bonus for everyone. But uh, thankfully we have, this one and then the one from earlier this week with the guys, which is three hours. We're at two hours now. So that's five hours on this I topic. So. I never talk this long ever. But what's really good, what I feel good about is yeah. we have all the data there. What people ask me that I talk to, even medical doctors ask me. And even though the science is all available, what have you seen? They don't want to read studies. They don't know how to glean the information from the studies. So right. I've been really happy to be able to share the information and and tell people ask me who have you how are your patients doing what have you seen in in your patients so you know i've got letters emails from our patients telling what's happened to them people with stage 4 colon cancer his mother wrote to us so appreciate thank you so much because he called me went through quite a few rounds of chemo did not lose his hair I didn't go through any of those things that people told me I was going to go through, fatigue, brain fog, all of those things. He's in remission. You know, we're hearing really good stories. We just heard heard from our husband. His wife had um, stage four breast cancer, lump on the heart, um, eight centimeters on the brain. He just wrote to us, said it's gone from eight centimeters to two centimeters. They can't find anything on the heart and that's what they've wow. done. So it is wow. And that's what I that's hear. I hear crazy. wow now. Wow. It's- and that, you know, I think that's the interesting thing about this. And for the more analytical, skeptical, scientific types out there, uh, or even people that are really still invested in the trusting your Western medicine doctor and stuff, which is ill-advised in my opinion, in some cases, not all cases, of course, not to disparage these brilliant doctors, but, um, you know, based on my own experience, a lot of it is a waste of time, uh, because you're not getting to the root, uh, cause. But what I find cool about the deuterium testing and the depletion protocol is that it's not like you have to stop going to the doctor or doing your chemo or doing whatever other uh, serious intervention. It's actually going to make all that stuff work better, right? Well, uh, the doctors are appreciative because, first of all, they get patients who are more robust coming to them in the first place before right. they give them a lot of this pretty, you know, breaks them down, these therapies. So mm-hmm. they've already got stronger patients. Um, oftentimes, they don't have to use as much of the chemotherapy uh, and the patients are not having all the side effects and they're coming out stronger on the other end. They actually still have patients at the end of it all. So it's working really well in conjunction with standard of care. We don't say don't do standard of care. We just enable people to get through it stronger and come out better on the other side. So practitioners are happy to be able to utilize this for their patients. And our goal is really to, people have missed out because of skepticism and I get it when I've had people when they get a serious condition or they do this do this do this and they don't know what to do and 
it's hard. Non-scientific person has to ruffle through all this and what do I do? So uh, my goal is to get the word out there that this is something that's credible. It's, it's a, you know, it, it works. We've got scientific validation. We've got um, plenty of people, you know, studies, but also our own patients that have had good results because I just don't want people missing out. We've had some people, oh, I don't know about that, and then call us kind of in desperation later on, you know. So I want people to just feel more solid comfort and confidence that this is a really good place to go rather than awesome. oh, try this, try this, try this and end up not really yeah. getting anywhere. Yeah. Feel safe, yeah. feel confident and hopeful. Cool. Thank you for that. Well, I'm happy to be the one that's kind of breaking this to uh, my community and the people that are into the kind of stuff that I am and that listen to the show. And again, being kind of the first podcaster to really dive this deep into this, you know, because I, I look in the app, I search Deuterium and there's like three podcasts. And now, as soon as you walked in, as soon as we met you, you were interested. You already <laughs> yeah, no, were, I, had questions I, you been, wanted to know. I've been into this stuff for, God, I mean, we're going on almost 20, uh, 22, 23 years now. I mean, even before that, when I was still really unhealthy, I still kind of was investigating health stuff. So you could say 25 years and there's, I've seen all the fads come, all the fads go, all the different diets. And I know when I stumble across something that's legitimate. And the minute I heard about this, well, I heard about it from Jack Cruz. Right. And I was like, he's very smart. He's on point. Uh, and he goes always based on um, the biology of nature. And he's all about light, water, mm -hmm. and magnetism, which is like everything, more so than diet or any of that stuff. And he was always bitching at me about deuterium. Oh, you're taking supplements? That is deuterium. And I was like, what is this stuff? So I knew based on his recommendation that this was an issue. But then when I met you guys and came over that day before we recorded, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I just discovered penicillin or gold mm -hmm. or something. I mean, this is a huge... A Dr. Huge... Boris has made an amazing discovery. And I tell people it's akin to... Newton discovering gravity. And it's, it's the way it is. it is. And it's shocking that he's taken this long to know it. But it actually right. took these particular three scientists to meet each other for it. Everybody has their own expertise, but it took someone who could do the business part and the, you know, and the, right. and the science, you know, all of it to come together in order for it to get out there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fortuitous and auspicious the way that you all have come together, each bringing a certain element of expertise. Each one has gone through their own challenges. You know, Dr. Bose's yeah. twin brother had cancer. Dr. Q's gone through it. Everybody's had their own, you know, long route, you know, double PhDs to get to this point, you know. it's Yeah. Yeah, well, cool. I'm yeah. stoked. I'm I'm super happy. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. It's so good to be able to share this stuff with people. I think that's the ultimate thing is like, you know, I'm kind of joking about, oh, I'm the first and I don't want anyone else. Like, this is my topic, my niche thing that I want to get out. Obviously, I want the whole world to get it, but this yeah. is amazing for the listeners because it's accessible, it's doable, it makes sense. And like you said, it's not some new theory this is just hard science. This is a fact. This is the way it is. This stuff is in you. You can get it out. And when you do, you're going to be healthier, period. This mm -hmm. isn't like, oh, this supplement, is it working? I don't know. It's not like that. This is a fundamental law and principle of nature that we can uh, work Measure. with now, yeah. which is just, it's really exciting. So as you can see, I'm very enthusiastic about it. Anyway, we got to wrap this up. So yes. last question for you, Dr. Ann Cooper is... Who are three recommendations you can give us where we might go study about anything? So you've been the expert here today teaching me and teaching the audience about this topic, but who are three teachers 
upstream from you that we might go check out, not necessarily about deuterium or health in general, but just things that have inspired you to be who you are today? I wish I could come up with people's individual names that you could call up on the phone, (laughs) but I got so much from my parents from day one, kindness. My parents, they taught us kindness, our whole family. Oh, that's cool. So whoever's, I mean, I think it's, they gave us something really important that I came to America with and people, my patients appreciated that in me and followed me everywhere. So is Australia like one giant Midwest? <laughs> in a lot of ways. We're, we're, our, my family's probably the most quiet, shy Australians you'll ever meet. Are, are your parents introverts too? Very much so. Oh, really? Very, very, That's funny. very Two quiet. introverts my bred dad's another one. totally brilliant, but he taught himself everything, self-taught everything. Right. But yeah, we were just raised to be kind. Uh, unfortunately, in our small town, you didn't need to have a lot of grit. But when I came here, I didn't have that. So I had to learn still learning, taking me a long time, but mostly, you know, my friends who have street smarts, I just ask them, how do I handle this? You know, and I've just learned from a lot of my patients and in discussions and things, how to be in a world that's not so tiny and kind. And, you know, there was never um, confrontation or a harsh word in my family. So, you know, I have had to learn how to be emotionally resilient about all sorts of personalities. Oh my God, living in LA. Yeah. I so, can wherever imagine. you can get that from, I think is a really important thing because you can get crushed if you can't handle, you know, if you're not tough enough, you don't have the grit to handle that. Being kind is nice, but we're in a much bigger arena now that you have to deal with. So, yeah. whatever can help people with that, because that's what I've had to get a hold of in order to be able to, you know, be happy. I totally relate to that. Not that I've always been kind, but one of the things, especially my sweet mom that um, was, you know, I didn't get a lot of guidance growing up, but one thing that was definitely imparted to me primarily by my mother and now later in life, my father, who's since softened up and is a Mm -hmm. much more gentle and kind person. He was pretty angry when I was a kid, but my mom... I got to give her credit, you know, for for any misgivings. And I ran wild a lot when I was a kid. But one thing that was definitely there was that you treat people with love and respect and kindness. And I was taught that racism is wrong. Sexism is wrong. uh, Bullying is wrong. Just being a dick is wrong. Like, be a good person. Be nice. Be kind. Be loving. But just like you, I really relate to having to, you know, move to a city and find the balance because there are times where you need to step up and get in someone's face and stop them out of self-preservation, self-love, self-respect. I ran away a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's the fight, flight, or, <laughs> or, or what is it? Fight, fight, or flee, right? Yeah. So I, I've always been a freezer, like mm. in a confrontational situation. I don't, I, I won't get aggro on someone. I won't run away. I'll just kind of like panic inside and kind of uh, hold my breath and not yeah. know what to do. So I've had to overcome that, that myself. Yeah. And Learn how to be assertive while not being abusive. Yes. You know, learning how to yeah. not come from anger, but just come from, like I said, self-respect, which is in itself quite powerful when it you is. have self-worth and you you have yeah. a line that you draw in the sand with people and you don't allow people to F with you. Uh, that's quite powerful. And you can do that without getting angry. It's a big talent that I had to, I'm still learning. And I am too. Yeah. I, mean, I am too. Anybody else who wants to teach me that? But, okay, so for your three teachers, we can't go Google your parents and study from them, but we can we can take in the lesson as just described by both of us. So give me two other teachers or teachings of your choice. Well, obviously, I've learned so much from these scientists that I've worked with. I mean, we could for me now, this is the most important thing that I needed to learn in my life for everything. So you know, Dr. Boris and Dr. Collins have just 
been my mentors and have taught me all of this. I guess we all have to kind of look at what we what we need to learn for our own benefit and search that out. Um, but mostly, I have really just I don't haven't never searched out gurus or, or therapists. I've never done that. I've just kind of got the people that I'm with to help me. I mean, I've spent a lot of time one on one with people in my work. So and my friendships. I'm not really into having big parties. I really like to have a small, you know one or two, three people where I can have a conversation with someone. So I guess I just reach out to my pals mostly for guidance. Cool. I love it. That's <laughs> totally doable. I mean, technically that's four because your middle answer was two people. So, <laughs> so we appreciate that. And and those two, we can definitely look up. And uh, those listening to this show, I've already mentioned it, reach but I'll out say to it your again. Mates. Yeah, reach out, reach to, your out mates. to your mates. And if you yeah. want to study, uh, you know, Dr. Q and, and uh, Dr. Laszlo there, you can just go back to the prior episode and you're going to learn all about those guys. And they are, they're both really sweet guys and um, very warm. That's what I really do want people to know when but I talk also, to them. Also, they're, they're brilliant. I they're mean, that's brilliant the thing. Often, and funny. Yeah. They're comedians <laughs> they are, totally. and funny, but they're really, honestly, I want people to know they're yeah. coming from the right place. Yeah. I haven't made money yet anyway. And they, that wasn't the goal. The goal is really to raise from very young ages. Dr. Boas is the ninth physician in his family. Uh, Dr. Q started out as a little boy with his briefcase. So I'm going to go and learn how to cure cancer or Are make the serious? world a better place. Oh, wow. Very serious from day wow. one. And they have gone through a lot. Yeah. Still with smiley, happy, jokey faces, but they've both experienced a lot going through this. But their goal is still just for this is the, this is the passion and this is the goal. No matter what, he will ask people to do stuff that I would be afraid to ask. It's all for the goal. It's do this right. because this is the purpose, you know. So with cool. the big major, major help a lot of people in mind. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And in closing, where can we find anything about you, websites, any of that stuff that you'd like to promote and point people toward? Well, my clinic is uh, Be Vital, actually. That's my my personal clinic, but I'm very much involved and a co-founder of the Center for Deuterium Depletion. So I have my personal practice still. But however, Do you have I've, a site for that? Uh, the Brentwood Vitality Clinic. Oh, it's uh, Be Vital, the letter B, uh -huh. and then the word vital.la, mm -hmm. B vital.la. Cool. And that's for your chiropractic, chiropractic and your, your and private practice. Yeah. Oh, cool. However, with all of that now, I start them with deuterium depletion. Right. right? And then, right. and now we just have so many people uh, calling us that we do consultations from all over the world on the phone. Right. And we're sharing this with physicians and we're very busy um, really sharing the Center for Deuterium Depletion or these deuterium depletion methods to the world. So Center for Deuterium Depletion or the website is ddcenters.com. Right, which is also the Instagram yes. uh, handle, ddcenters, yes. at yeah. ddcenters, yeah. And then Facebook is… We have Facebook and somebody else is doing that because I'm not good yeah, with that. Yeah, I so. think your Facebook is… DD Centers, I think. Or Deuterium. deuterium. Center for de it's the Center for yeah. Deuterium <laughs> yeah. Depletion. Because I tried to tag you guys and I was like, God damn it, this is so hard to find because it's a, it's different than the yeah. Instagram and the website. So We're all is. learning that stuff. Yeah, listen. And what's amazing with are. this, we've had so many, and even my patients, and this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard, big people. Yeah. I just want to be involved. You don't need to pay me. Just make sure you're still available when I need you. That's cool. But yeah, we've had a lot of people just, this has changed my life. I'll help you out. And that's, well, that's, I mean, lucky. listen, that's me. I knew from the minute I met you guys, I'm, I'm like, I need to make intros. There's, yeah, there's people that you guys could meet that are so synergistic that can, you know, really turn up the volume on the public awareness yes. of this particular issue. So I'm, ex Fantastic. I'm excited to help you guys and yeah. to watch it grow. I mean, you know, imagine you get 
only takes a few of those big needle movers. You get a Tony Robbins at his event of 12,000 people going, hey, I found the latest thing. This is the best thing ever. Deuterium depletion, here's what it is. I mean, you get a few of those big names like that and it has this ripple effect. It's incredible. We're all pretty much ready for it now. We had to get a lot of things in place, inventory, mm-hmm. for example, and make everything look pretty. Right. That's We had to do that before we really got the word out. Otherwise, yeah. You know, well, I found you guys at the right time. It's you know, all Because really I'm good. like, I'm full blown. Like, ready. I'm telling everyone I'm on the rooftop like, hey, hey, that's great. You're like eating granola and you think it's healthy, but it's high deuterium. Yeah. You need to get the levels tested and get it down. All right, cool. It's good well, stuff. Thanks well, so much. Thank Luke. you. Thank you so much, Anne. I, I really appreciate, appreciate you coming it. by and thank you for indulging, you know, my very detailed and passionate questions. I, I as I said, I just need to stop promising that the show's gonna be an hour to my guests because it frankly never is. There's just too much amazing stuff to cover. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate the work you're doing, and uh, I'll look forward to uh, seeing you again soon. I can't wait. Thanks, Luke. Well, there we go, ladies and gents. We made it through this epic two-part series on deuterium. And by now, it's safe to say that you basically have, if not a PhD, a master's in deuterium depletion. And I feel so excited to be, I think, the first podcaster to really (laughs) cover this topic in such excruciating detail. And the reason that I did that is because I feel it's that important. This is seriously going to make a huge impact on your health. And uh, if you're feeling healthy, you're just a better person. You know, that's the point to all of this biohacking stuff. Um, On a certain level, it can sort of be, in my own experience, a distraction from doing some of the real work, which is, in my case, I'm not going to point the finger or project on you, the listener, but dealing with childhood trauma and issues with family of origin and addictions and codependency and compulsive thinking and negative thinking and um, character defects and all of those things that spiritually and psychologically make life suck for not only the person suffering from them, but uh, those that they interact with, (laughs) their fellow travelers on planet Earth. And so to me, um, working on things like getting your deuterium levels down, which brings up your metabolic energy. I mean, you have more cellular energy to uh, not flip someone off in traffic and to repair that broken relationship or uh, forgive a grievance or resentment. And it's really about the inner work. But um, I know for myself personally, even you know, to this day after being into this stuff for so long, If I say don't get enough sleep or I eat a bunch of inflammatory foods on a food relapse or whatever, um, I I don't think I have an eating disorder, so food relapse might be a little bit bit extreme. Maybe I do have an eating disorder. Uh, It's called like, I'm terrified to eat gluten, but sometimes I do because it tastes so good. Bear, I guess that's a disorder. Um, Not to make light of real eating disorders, but uh, you know, sometimes food is a little bit addictive to me too, you know? Uh, But if, if I do myself in like that uh, physically and I'm just not taking care of myself, which I do sometimes, uh, I'm kind of a jerk. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm way less patient. I'm definitely more selfish, more self-centered when I don't feel good physically because I'm in this sort of fight or flight survival mode. My, my nervous system's jacked up. Uh, my cortisol's high. My serotonin becomes low, dopamine becomes low. I mean, especially with any kind of addictive behaviors. Uh, For me, probably my biggest addictive behavior, to be just totally transparent, is my phone. It's very difficult for me to leave my phone somewhere far away from my body. 
I check it compulsively. I'm, I'm working on that. You know, it's always something. But all of those things require some degree of willpower. And uh, if you don't have cellular energy, you lack willpower and you just lack the ability to... I do, let me just say again, uh, speak for myself. I will have a harder time staying connected to my higher self, you know, to my true self and uh, expressing that in my interactions with other people. And so while I love to do shows about the health stuff, just know that I'm doing it with an intention. My intention is to educate all of us um, so that we can take care of this spacesuit, this meat suit that we're gifted with. It really is a gift from God to be given a human body and to incarnate, to do the work. But the work isn't to take care of the body. You take care of the body so that you can do the work, if that makes sense. That's how I contextualize my own life and my own health and well-being. And that's why I'm in the health and wellness business. And um, I'm not someone that says, just meditate all day and eat McDonald's and you'll be fine. I really don't believe that's true. Uh, I think you have to take care of the body, but it can also be a slippery slope of distraction. So thank you, diehards that are listening to the outro on this bonus episode with Dr. Ann Cooper on deuterium. And this stuff's just so exciting for me. I feel like an explorer. I feel like a, a journalist, a reporter who's on the front lines of health and biohacking and um, even spirituality. You know, I talked to some people today. I had three great phone meetings with people that are doing fantastic things in the world. And I don't want to spoil it, but I have some amazing uh, partnerships and ventures and things coming up in the world that are going to allow me to interact with people more in person. So I'll tell you what, after being a, a podcaster for a couple of years, it gets a little, I don't want to say lonely, but you know, right now I'm sitting here on a microphone in my office uh, by myself. And so I don't know who the hell you are. That's why you know I have some great things planned where I can have some more personal interaction and you know have not just a virtual tribe that exists in the world of social media and uh, digital media, but real tribes where you can get together and do all kinds of fun stuff. So that's coming up. Uh, but more than anything, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I am quite literally living my dream. And uh, my dream is to explore all of these things and uh, to help alleviate suffering for my fellow humans. Um, and when I find something that alleviates my suffering, Man, I log it, I record it, and I share it with you. I'd also like to thank our sponsors, the first of which being Tonic Wellness Boutique, one of my favorite spots in Los Angeles to go take care of not only my health, but my looks. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the eve of my 48th birthday, and uh, <laughs> I have a little bit of vanity left. So I'll go over and see the, the team over at Tonic Wellness Boutique, and I'll do cryotherapy, cryoskin, infrared saunas, uh, presso therapy, all the things that they have there that are sort of biohacking, but really just about, you know, your health and longevity. And in some cases, even helping you look good. Uh, they have clear light saunas. I was like, when I found out about it, I was like, oh, please don't let them have some crappy saunas. I went and I was like, boom, four or five, just massive, beautiful clear light saunas right there, which are the best ones I've ever been able to find in terms of safety, effectiveness, EMFs, etc. And uh, it's just a really well put together, high vibe space, very well designed, bright and white and clean and good music. It smells good. Everyone's friendly and knowledgeable. So that's Tonic Wellness Boutique. It's up on uh, Beverly near the Beverly Center in West Hollywood. And you can go to tonicboutique.com to learn all about them. That's tonicboutique, 
Com. Amazing spot to go on a regular basis. If you live in Los Angeles, if you're visiting LA, I would personally go from LAX to Tonic Wellness Boutique. <laughs> Just straight up right there. Go do some cryo, take a sauna. You will be a new person after your travels. Then we've got, of course, our old friends over at Organifi. I had some Organifi this morning when I woke up, some of that green powder. And I can guarantee you by about an 80% margin, that before I go to sleep tonight, I will do some of the Organifi Gold. I'll probably wake up tomorrow and have some Organifi Red. I love them, Organifi Powders. They have a number of other products too that I use periodically, but those quick scoop little superfood uh, powders that I can easily make a tonic or elixir or smoothie out of, those are my daily go-to. So you can go to Organifi.com forward slash Luke. That's Organifi with an I. You can use the code Lifestylist and save 20%. It's a fat-ass discount over at Organifi.com forward slash Luke. And with that, my friends, I would like to bid you farewell because I got to prep next week's episode with John Wolf from Onnit, where we talk about the future of fitness in number 167. Peace out. This episode of the Lifestylist Podcast was produced by podcastmasters.net.